The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Well, I'm not the kind to kiss and tell, but I've been seen with Farrah. I've never been with anything less than a nine. So fine, I've been on fire with Sally Field, gone past with a girl named Bo. But somehow they just don't end up as mine. It's a death-defying life I lead I take my chances I die for living in the movies and TV But the hardest thing I ever do Is watch my leading ladies Kiss some other guy while I'm bandaging my knee I might fall from a tall building Spent much time in school, but I taught ladies plenty. It's true, I hire my body out for pay. Hey, hey, I've gotten burned over Cheryl Teague's blown up for Rocky Welch. But when I wind up in the hay, it's only hay. Hey, hey, I might jump an open drawbridge or toss and from a vine. Cause I'm the unknown stuff. Eastwood looks so fine. Here we go. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the phone number. Thank you to James. Thank you to Dean. Don't know why I'm thanking them. They were contractually obliged to be here. I'm thanking them for doing their job and getting paid for it. But maybe that's something we need to do. Maybe that's something we need to do. One of the things I want the, the world sucks. Do you see the world this weekend? It just kind of collapsed in on itself and Everything sucks now, and, and, and like loads of bad things happened, and you know some um, some people, some old people, old people got shot by a nut job just because they were Jewish. They were old. One was ninety seven. One was like the youngest. I think was fifty three. Yeah. One was ninety seven. Tough guy. I'm going to go and shoot some old Jews. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to I'm going to go to a place of worship. I think it may have been a baby naming ceremony. Yeah. I'm going to go to a place of worship. I'm going to shoot me some 97-year-old Jews cuz I'm a tough guy. No, no. If you, listen, if you want to go and attack Jews, why don't you go and go hand to hand and attack some well-trained, physically fit young uh, young Jewish Martial arts masters. Maybe Mossad. Yeah, go, 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 if you want to, if, listen, if you want to get rid of all the Jews, start with the tough ones, right? If you get past the tough ones, barehanded, then you can do what you want. Don't start off going to a synagogue, shooting a 97-year-old woman. <coughs> That's what those, we've come to. Those and dangerous grandparents running those things. Those dangerous great-great-grandparents. Huh? And this is how bad the world is, and I... Uh, so the President of the United States says, well, you know, things might have been different if they'd had an armed guard inside. Did you see that? Yeah, because temples are well known for that. Think, you know, up. things might have been different. Here's the thing. Things might have been different if they had an armed guard inside. But, but why, 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 sh- why should we have armed guards inside places uh, of worship? But what about the trained police officers that <laughs> came a cropper when they tried to take on the one bloke? And, and, and also, also, even if you had that thought, right, even if you had that thought, right, and you're the president of the United States of America. Why would you say it? Why would you say it? Kind of saying, 
Ah, uh, you know, it's it's kind of their fault. They didn't have armed security there. So he's a dick. Right. Let's take that to the... All right, let, let, let's, let's go to Trump land just for a second. OK. So everyone's tooled up, or at least, you know, another couple of people in there are. Maybe there's a couple of guards, right? So your, your nut job goes in and starts shooting. Yep. Other people withdraw their weapons and they start shooting. Yep. You're the first police officer on the scene. Who's the bad guy? Yep. Crazy times. So that was bleak. And then... Oh, and then you get people like... I'm going to say her name. Katie Askins. Katie Askins tweeted that... Um, it was the rabbi's fault because he supports immigration. Oh, Jesus, man. This is the world that we live in when when some great-grandparents can get shot when they're having a little pray, a little pray up, a little prayer... And um, people of influence, and, and Katie Hopkins is of influence, unfortunately, and, and the President of the United States certainly is, can say it's their fault. This is the world we live in, right? I, I don't do a whole show about about that, but I'm just using that as an example of um, the bleakness that is happening in the world. The pipe bomber, you know, another, just an absolute bell cheese. Although I have to say, can I defend the pipe bomber slightly? I don't know, can you? I love that guy's van. I mean, a fair play, because the van kind of flagged up it was him. Have you seen the van? I've heard about it being covered in stickers that would signal <laughs> someone. <laughs> it's covered in, like, uh, I hate CNN. You know, uh, uh, the, the, uh, Obama's a fag. You know, it's that kind of stuff. I mean, the CNN one is real. The Obama one's probably not, but it's that kind of stuff, right? So I, I respect the It's just, like, covered in, uh, I guess, bumper stickers. I guess they are. Um... And you know about the... This is something that we haven't heard so much about, yeah. or I certainly haven't. Maybe I just missed it. <sighs> Two black people killed in a grocery store in Kentucky. Yeah. By a white bloke. Yeah. It's a possible hate crime. Yeah. Possible hate crime. He also tried to enter a largely black church earlier yeah. that day. Yeah. Wow. It's possible hate crime, though. It's possible. It's possible. It's possible. Let's get the results back from the laboratory. Uh, this is the world we live in, right? And I'm, we're not going to do a heavy show. Trust me, we're not going to do a heavy show. But just, it's, it, you know, I've got kids, man. I've got kids in this game. Um, and, you know, when, when, when America sneezes, we catch a cold, you know. And, and, and this kind of stuff is, is, is going to start. It is happening over here. It's happening over here, man. Luckily, we don't, we're, not, we're not as dumb when it comes to the gun. Uh, but I got kids in this game, and uh, the world sucks, right? The world really, really sucks. There was other stuff. Yeah, did you hear about there's an investigation after a load of blokes dressed in Ku Klux Klan robes were spotted outside an Islamic centre in Ireland? But there's good and bad people on both sides of this argument. Let's not forget that. So, what I want to do tonight, if we can, I don't want to dwell on the we, we, we the first five minutes about what sucks and, and, and how the world is a bleak and miserable place. We've only got 22 years left anyway, and then this, this whole thing shuts down. Um, so what I thought we could do tonight, and I tweeted this last night, right, is, and I tweeted it when I got home last night about, I don't know, half 12, something like that, from a really lovely night, which more on in a second, because that's part of the thing. Um, after being inspired by a, by a very beautiful and moving evening, an evening that I wasn't really expecting that much from, but um, was actually stunning, and I'll tell you about it in a second, me and Kath went, I kind of thought, right, okay, um, how do how do we make the world a better place? And it's as simple as that. So tonight, I got a few questions. One of them is unsexy words. 
Sloppy is. Sloppy is an unsexy I mean, word. If you want to call us with your unsexy words, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. The kind of words that would, if your lover one. slack, if your lover whispered it into your ear while you were making love, that you just go, oh god, no thanks, I'm done. And I mean, someone, you know, if someone used the word sloppy or slack. Um, whilst you you would you would not they're they're unsexy words is what I'm saying so unsexy words oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand you can uh, text them as well eight seven triple two start your text with the word talk twenty five pence per massage clammy twenty five pence plus plus massage per message plus your standard network rate see I never do texts clammy um but also and here's the underlying question right how can we make the world a better place. Uh, and, and and I tweeted this, and loads of you, some of you, did like, well, we need to uh, we need to get rid of the far right. Well, okay, we need to get rid of the far right, and we need to get rid of the far left. You know, but actually, no, we can't do that stuff. We need to we need to get rid of Trump and stop Brexit. Okay, fine, but we're not in a position to do that. So, how can we really make the world a better place? And I guess this is going to be um, kind of tiny, micro um, attempts at improving our lot. I'll give you two from this weekend. And these are small. Right? These are small, but significant. Uh, the first one was our film club that we did, the Rabbit oh, Hole Picture Show on yeah. Saturday. It was a punt, um, and about 60 of you rocked up to Two North Down, a cracking comedy venue in King's Cross... Slightly out of the way, but a great venue. And you, most of you sat with us and watched the movie for a couple of hours. And some of you stuck around for another hour to have a Q&A and a, you know, silly um, prize giving and stuff. And um, it was a joy. We weren't sure if anyone was going to come. People came. People who bought tickets didn't come, which makes me think they forgot. Oh, well. Uh, we watched the brilliant Fright Night 1985, which I'd never seen before. Your choice. Mm-hmm. It was great. Oh, it was a great film. It was silly, but it was fun, wasn't it? Where the hell were you, Sam? Oh, he had a nightmare. Oh, what happened, man? Go and tell us what happened. I'm only teasing about you not being there. You know, you're always welcome. You weren't missed, though. Yeah, we know. What what happened, man? Um, So my mum had gone up to see my nan in Leicester, because she's not doing so great. Um, Broke down halfway. So I went up to rescue mum, gave my mu- gave mum my car. And you sat with her? So she, no, so, yes, yeah, so she went and I waited for oh, the RAC. Good, good lad. What, what a good boy. There what, you go. That's making the world a better place. Well done. That is making the world a better place. That's it. That's Looking an example after your of it. Mom. Um, okay. Well, we, we had about sixty people turn up. We watched. Kath well, and I sang a song. Dead ringer for love. Meatloaf and share. Opened the show with that. It was you missed it. We won't be doing that one again until we have enough songs in a repertoire to do a full concert. <laughs> That's, oh my god! Yeah, that's something I meant to say to you. That's what we're going to do. When we've got about 12, 15 songs, we're doing a concert. I was thinking when it was over, I thought, oh good, I uh, forgot some of it, uh, but I'd never have to learn it. It's fine. Uh, by the way, words coming in, uh, unsexy words, flaccid. Flaccid is an unsexy oh, word. yeah. Um, so we did, we sang that, then we watched a couple of, we watched the B movie. Did you enjoy that B movie? I the did. Blues? Wasn't it charming? Yeah. It's not laugh, well actually there were a couple of laughs out loud, but a really charming movie, a three and a half minute film that I saw on, on Facebook and I messaged this guy in the States, Corey, Corey Snerovsky, Snerovsky, and I said, can we show that at this thing we're doing in London? He was thrilled. And it was just really charming and, and not, you know, a guy buys some corn, then finds some balloons. And that was it. Then we watched the trailer for the next movie, American Movie, which we're screening on November the 25th, 2 o'clock, 8 p.m., uh, 2 p.m. show, 8 quid. 
ianlee.com slash event if you want to come. I'll be mentioning that a bit over the next few weeks. Then we watched Fright Night, and people cheered and booed and applauded wildly when um, Roddy McDowell made his big return to the yeah. scene to fight vampires. You brought pick and mix to I pass did. around. I did. There was a trick or treat. Big. I went to the shop for my kids earlier that day, and there was a great big pick, um, trick or treat bowl. I went, ah, I know exactly what I'm doing with that. Bought the bowl, yep. bought loads of trick or treat yeah. sweets, and you just got passed around in the course of the around night. during the cinema. And people, I, I gave you. I think I saw. Um, can't remember the, the inventor's name then, but I didn't get to speak to him. Leon. Leon he was, was there. there. I didn't. He sat next to me, but I didn't speak to him because the film was on, and then he left for the second half. But you, I would tap someone on the shoulder, and, and they'd look at this big bowl of sweets and go, huh? Go, take some and then pass it round. What? Take some and then pass it round. Get them passed around. Hey, and do you know what? It did a few laps. Yeah, it did. did all right. So I, people it, were, you know... It was going well. Then eating we had, in moderation. Then we had a little break, um, and then we did a and a with a really cool guy, cool guy, called Gary Smart, who we've invited to be on the show tomorrow. Then I remembered we're not here tomorrow. Oh, I, yeah. So I spoke to him. So Gary's going to come on the phone on Wednesday, um, 11 o'clock on Wednesday, who makes documentaries about... Horror films. How do we make the world better? He has got a job working in a school, but his hobby and his passion... Not hobby, that, that demeans it slightly, I think. His passion is making documentaries primarily about horror films, although he's just working on one uh, about the police academy uh, yeah. films. And he's actually he's making a series for Amazon as well, like a horror kind of series and this is his passion and he doesn't make a living from it yet but he's heading that way and all the money he makes from his hellraiser documentary gets put into the uh, a fright night documentary and all the money from that gets but he just keeps and he goes he's to these robocop as well hasn't he? robocop and he does all these and um some of these um uh, documentaries can be found on the official dvds of the movies and gary came down and loads of you stayed for the q a and we were worried that people would go we've seen the film will go and we chatted to him for about 30, 35 minutes. We chatted to him for ages. Yeah. And then people ask questions. And the thing of how do we make the world a better place? He's making the world a better place by making these... And he, he gave out a load of DVDs, Blu-rays. And um, he said to me and Kath, I'll send you one. I said, we'll, we'll buy them. I can't... You've you brought half a dozen. We're going to buy them. He does it because he loves it. Wouldn't accept any payment from us because I'd, I'd made him an offer on the email. He said, no, no, I don't want any money. So then we tried to give him a few quid for the train journey back to Birmingham. He said, no, no, I'm not interested in that. Doing it because I'm enjoying it. Yeah. How do we make the world a better place? Then we stuck around and we said hello to a few people and took some pictures and loads of people gave us some some gifts, including a voodoo doll for me to watch out. I've got a candle from a voodoo priestess yeah. that's supposed to be the recipe for success. Obviously, I've not lit it yet. No. You'll know when I have. She won't be here, or I'll be dead. Ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. So how do we make the world a better place? Then Sunday night, I'll tell you in a second, so we're going to go to the break. But Sunday night, Catherine and I went to something that I thought was going to be fun, but d- wasn't expecting too much. And actually, it turned out to be, it was beautiful. Really moving. Really special. Um, and we'll tell you about that in a second. So two things on the go, right? And the second one, about words that uh, are unsexy, it's kind of, we're trying to make the world a better place by doing something stupid. So, words that are really unsexy, 0344 499 And how do we make the world a better place? But it doesn't have to be, let's people say, let's get rid of religion. 
OK, fine. We ain't going to do that very easily. Just, I guess, small ways. Also, for some people, that saves their lives. Yeah. So small examples of, of what we can do to make the world a better place after all this hideousness that's going on everywhere. Oh three. That's not a bad start to the week. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee and Catherine Boyle on Talk Radio. The Wild Man of Late Night Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. We've had a couple of people, Jacks and Dave, unsexy words, moist. I would say moist is quite sexy. A lot of people have a real problem with that word. Um, damp is unsexy. Yeah. Moist is okay, I Se- think. Seepage. Flipping it, man. <laughs> 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 oh, dear God. So, the thing we... Um, 03444991000. Why don't you tell them what we did Sunday night? Sunday night, we went to uh, the Harlequin Theatre. Where was that? R- Red Hill. Red Hill. Red Hill. Sorry. Sorry. And it was for um, a friends and family and Facebook fans yeah. preview event yeah. of... And don't laugh because... Don't laugh. You will laugh, but don't laugh. It was... A woman-to-woman tour. It was Woman-to-woman. Right, so it's um, Beverly Craven. Who we had on the show a few weeks ago. Remember we were talking about Beverly Craven? And then we said, let's try and get her on the show. Oh, she's doing a tour, yeah. by coincidence. So we got her on the show and she was delightful. It was. She was uh, alongside Judy Duke. Yep. I don't think you say the T. Okay. I don't think. I'm still not 100% sure. I think... I think it's Judy Zook. Okay. But I'm not 100% sure. So I'm not correcting you. I'm just throwing it out there. And Julia Fordham. Yep. Right? Julia Fordham. <laughs> she's, got, she's got a great voice. She's got a very, um, she's very unique she's, voice. She's, it's quite deep mm-hmm. for a lady. And um, she's very tall, but she's very slim. And the, the voice, you, you, she talks, I was going to say normally, that's rude, but she talks, you know, in an, an un, unsurprising voice. And then she sings with this. Comes out, you think, where's that coming yeah, from? Yeah, imagine, imagine Moira Stewart singing. It's <laughs> like is, that, isn't it? How is she doing that? She was great. They are all great. So they all came on and uh, they looked about as thrilled to be there as we were. Yeah, very t- nervous. Sitting behind Judy Sook's kids. This was like the sort of dress run through you know this is like the first time they've done the whole show yeah. together and is in front of an audience of i don't know 500 people and uh, we know beverly craven's mum was there yep. and everyone... judy zook's kids kid yeah, was there kids. there's and a lot of relatives there it felt a little bit because we were put right down the front Second in moment. the vip area and i said to Ian, it feels like you've been sat in the family area of a yeah. wedding and everyone's kind of looking over going who's they yeah um and then uh the three women came on yeah and it was it was magic. I can't. I can't explain it in more than that. It was just the camaraderie between the three women. The fact that they were obviously all giving each other strength, and they were all th- thrilled to be there. And, and um, you know, for, for different reasons, I think. You know, um, Beverly told us earlier on she had a mastectomy a few weeks ago, and she's going to be having treatment over Christmas yeah, yeah. for breast cancer, which has come back. She's had it before, um, and she's going to. They're going to do these dates, and then she's going to have a break. And then they're going to come back um, spring next year, yeah, aren't they? Yeah. they? I think they've pretty much sold out for the first leg of the tour, totally. haven't they? But they just... I think sitting behind Judy's kids and seeing how proud they were. Well, how proud Judy was, right? Now, I don't know much about Judy Zook, OK? And um, I, I, I don't think... I've, I can't remember hearing her sing. When she stepped up to the microphone, me and Kath both just sat back and went... 
what just happened there? Yeah. Her voice was incredible. A really beautiful voice. But then she kept looking at her kids and just like grinning all nervous. Read a really interesting thing. She had to cancel a tour about four or five years ago because she got crippling stage fright. Wow. Yeah, she got stage fright. You wouldn't know. No, and I think she's over it. Wikipedia. I think she's over it, but yeah, she it did her in for a while, stage fright. Because the way she was on stage, I found her really natural and engaging, and the smile was just, you know, everyone melted, didn't they? Yeah. But that voice has not changed at all. But then I was there was a song, um, uh, that, and I love Beverly Craven. I've, I've, I've always have, and I make no bones about it, and one day I'm going to marry her. <laughs> and she was singing a song about her daughter, and I, and I turned over to Kath because I hadn't looked at Kath at this stage. It was quite early on, and I was one third I was, song in. I was thinking, Kath is either going to be loving this or she's going to be sarcastically pulling her face. And go, what is this crap? I turn around, and you, I'm sure you won't mind me saying this. You had a little tear in your eye. I was in floods of tears. You were in pieces. <laughs> I didn't stop. I didn't stop crying till <laughs> near the end of the next song. Yeah, you were oh, it was so beautiful, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a song about her kids, and and um, they. Oh, just knowing what's been going on with her and, you know, I've got little girls too and it, she they did this video which went straight to the old heartstrings. So it was her with her youngest, uh, with her eldest child. So she was really young. These old pictures of her holding this baby and she's just, oh, she was so young. She's so young. Um, I'm talking about Beverly, not the baby. The baby's obviously young. And then you see other kids coming into the picture yeah. and stuff. And then towards the end of the video, there's three young women standing next to yeah. her and it was just... Oh, it got me. Basically, right. And we were really, really moved by it. More, more so than we, And we had a great laugh because we met a really drunk woman from Essex <laughs> at the bar. <laughs> she was all over the shop. She was all over the shop. She took a selfie with us. She didn't recognise me. I do hope she showed that picture to someone who, who watches The Jungle because she'll be in for the shock of her life. Me and her were flirting terribly because she was so drunk. She was with her boyfriend. But <laughs> when she got her drink and she went over into the other corner, as we, as we <laughs> left the bar area, we heard her going, Join us! Join us! And I went, I can't love you. are too pissed. Get John back. <laughs> Tell John he'll be. We'll go straight to him. Um, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. But basically, it was it was joyous. It was a celebration of life. It was um, it, it was significant that it was three women yeah. doing this because you said they, they'll have had it tougher than the male peers. These are women who were kind of at the top of their game in the early nineties, singer songwriters, yeah. and. Um, Life has happened to them in the meantime. Yeah. And, you know, at various points, they've had to l- let go of their careers f- f- to raise kids. I know that Beverly um, left it for five years at least yeah. to be able to raise her kids and stuff. And it's not easy to come back from that. But they're just... It was talent. It was just such talent. Uh, I thoroughly recommend it. It may not be your thing, but it might be your mum's or your dad's. or your, uh, you, uh, and, and if it is, buy them a ticket for Christmas and go with them. Because I, I think you'll enjoy it. I think you'll enjoy it. It was lovely. It was really, really lovely. But it wasn't all just kind of lovely mumsiness as well, you know. Women are so great. It wasn't that. There's a bit of that. They were hilarious. Beverly's got a really dry sense of humour. She was very, very funny. She made, um, she was talking about Promise Me. She was saying, I have so many people come up to me and say, oh, that's our song, Beverly. And she think, and I think, no, it's my song. (laughs) She said, and uh, I heard the stat is that two out of three people have made love while listening to Promise Me. I like to think the third was watching. <laughs> <laughs> you think, oh, Promise Bev. me, you wait for me. 
It was great. It was good. Go Anyway, it made us feel good. It made us feel good and it made us feel loved. And we came out and we drove home with big grins on our faces and thinking, how can we make the world a better place? So that is the question, OK? And, it doesn't have, and by the way, you can call in about anything. You know that. The phones are very quiet. We've only got Ken and we'll go to Ken in a minute. Only I take that back. We've got Ken in a minute. We'll go to him in a second. But if you want to give us a call about this or anything else, 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. Let's go to Newcastle. Let's go to Ken. Good evening, Ken. <laughs> Good evening, Ian and Catherine. <clears throat> oh, pardon me. <clears throat> You're pardoned. Yes, that, that's a wonderful question, Ian. How to make the world a better place. Yes. And uh, I appreciate you said we can phone in about anything. And uh, I have got a, a wonderful uh, suggestion for everyone who's listening and for yourself. Yeah. I know how the world can become a better place by genuine repentance toward I'm God. I'm going to stop you there. I'm going to stop you there because no, you what... Don't no, allow freedom. No, I don't allow freedom, no. Because what you're no. doing there is you're talking about repentance of sin and that's creating negativity. Listen, we've already said if people want to turn to, to Christ or to, uh, to Islam or to Buddhism or <clears throat> Judaism, if anyone wants to turn to those things and it works yes. for them, that's fine. That's fine. That's great. So we've, we've kind of got that as accepted. But to then go on and talk about sin and stuff, that just, that doesn't make the world a better place, talking about sin. Well, that brings darkness into a, into a a, a very light-filled forum. Well, that's why the world is in a bad state, because of the sin that... OK, and we the know world. the world is in a bad state, and, and so this is really right. specific. Um, and, and no, I don't allow freedom. It's my, it's my ship, and I will point it in the direction to well, which I want to sail. you can call about anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but, 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 yes, yes, a yes, lie. yes, I'm lying, Ken. That's what I'm doing. Again, you're creating okay. more negativity. So just try and stay with the positivity. <laughs> we know, we <laughs> know the world is a very dark and frightening place. And, and many people would argue that religion is partly a cause of that. I'm not saying that. We're saying tonight, if religion works for whomever, then that's brilliant. That's great, man. But let's not yeah, focus. But, let's not focus on the darkness. Let's focus let's on the light. Focus on, let's focus on the, the the light. Jesus offers to forgive us and give us a clean heart. That's great. This is the good news. That's great. That's fantastic. A- a- anything else? Anything well, that you've done? That. Well, no, you've t- you've talked about it enough. I think for tonight. Are you afraid to talk about it? N- yes, yes, Ken. I'm afraid to talk about it. Tell us something. Why? Tell us. Why? Tell us something because I don't want to lose any more listeners than we've already lost. Tell us something that you have done that is non-Jesus related today or over the weekend, to make the world a better place? Apart from bearing witness, what else have you done in the past few days to make the world a better place? Let's, let's grab onto these positives. What have I done outside of speaking about Jesus? Yeah. I have, been, I have showed myself very friendly, genuinely, to many, many people in my daily walk. Beautiful, Ian. beautiful. Many people. Great. I've been friendly and encouragement there as we go. as I can. Friendliness and encouragement is great. Yes. Yeah, and I'm not yes. saying it is a challenge to you. I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely curious as to, outside of all the uh, work you do for Christ, what, what, what practical things have you done? And there you go, being friendly and encouraging people. That's great. We could all do that a bit more. Well, there's a, there's a thought that some, some, you know, there's a lot of homeless people and people who are looking for money on the streets. Well, I'm a retired man. I can't afford to no. support everybody. But of course not. But when God prompts my heart, I'm speaking here about the, the grace of God. Yeah. Uh, to, to give some, somebody something to eat. There we go. I enjoy, I enjoy doing that. That's a nice thing. And do you know what? You're right. Because I, I sometimes buy sandwiches and drinks for, for homeless people. And I, I enjoy it. And there's no shame in 
feeling good about doing something that helps other people. Yes, well, you see, that comes from a heart. You see, if you love your neighbour as yourself, Ian, I'm talking in general here, if we genuinely love our neighbour as ourselves, we have no ill will or bad feelings against anybody. That'll do. It's wonderful. That'll do. This is the miracle of the Gospel. Well, also, you don't have to be a Christian. Christian. You you don't have to be a Christian to be be nice to your neighbour. I'm not a Christian, and I get on very well with my next-door neighbour, Betty. So it's not solely a Christian tenant to be nice to the person you live next door to? Of course not. Of course not. I never said that. But all all I'm saying is that in my experience, uh, before I became a Christian, I was a very selfish type of man. And uh, the only thing I I was concerned about was me and my family. But after I became a Christian... God made me realise that everyone is important, and that's great for you. A lot. Of, that's great. Another. That's great that that's the route you had to take. Yeah. Of course, a lot of people don't need a, 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 a religion to know that other people are just as important as them. A lot of humanists uh, um, know that. A lot of a lot of people with no faith or, or, or no spiritual interest at all know that the you know everybody else yeah. is just as important as them. Yes, I, I accept that, but all, I can only speak from my own experience exactly. and, and yes. the experience of it. the happiest people I have ever met and the most peaceful people I have ever met are no, in fact, are African Christians. Ah. Most of my friends are African Christians. The most peaceful wonderful. people I've ever met have been... Christians. Um, no, the most peaceful people I've ever met have been um, uh, Buddhist monks. The most content, well, peaceful people I've ever met have been Buddhist monks. Right, well, that's, a, that's your experience, and that's I accept that, and thank I appreciate you. that. There we go. Okay, but thank I... you very much indeed. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Let's go to Carl. Good evening, Carl. Good evening, Ian. There we go, Carl. We're not going. We're not going to wallow in the negative tonight. We we know it's a bad I world know. out there. Let's let's celebrate the love. Let's make the world a better place. Karma. All right. Let's make the world a better place. No, no. no. So, did I misunderstand? Uh, sorry, go on. I misunderstood. Did I? Yes, karma. I, I just live by oh. karma. So I, I treat people how I would be expected to be treated. I don't think, so that, if, I don't if, think that's karma. Well, partly, partly. But whatever happens, yeah. if, if they're really aggressive to me, I walk away thinking, something will happen to you. Yeah. Oh, for <laughs> being that aggressive to me. Oh, so you greet uh, them with passive aggression. That's right, yeah. <laughs> that... That, that's not very spiritual. And also, that's not karma for you, you know. It definitely ain't religious. Well, also, karma... It definitely isn't Well, no, it's not religious. It's, that's, 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 instead, what you should be doing... This is one of the things I've learned in recovery, right? It's a really tough one to do. If someone's yeah. an arse to you... Yeah. Uh, you go home and you pray for them. No, I just think... I, I, imagine, I just think imagine, if someone, imagine if someone... Had been really, really horrible to you at work, right? Really, really horrible. And, yeah, and, and, yeah, yeah. And instead of going home and fuming about it, and going, <laughs> you just go home and you sit quietly and you meditate and you you wish them well. You wish that whatever problems have caused them to be like they are, that they get solved. Yeah, I don't pray for people, but I just think, oh, that's on them. I wonder what's going on with them. Yeah. Don't wish yeah. that. Don't wish that they get they get knocked over by a bus or something, Carl. Or a hearse. Or something in Newcastle, anything really. Lee, Lee Hurst. Um, <laughs> Hurst. I just try and look out the bigger picture. Yep. Which is so they'll get theirs. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And I feel so much more relaxed by doing that. There you go, Carl. Thank you very much indeed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
serious. I, if I'm laughing because it's not serious, I'm rude. I mean, I don't know if this is the best idea in the world or the worst. Go on. I'm going to read it. Darren says, ways to make the world better. Leave old coats, hats, blankets and jumpers hanging on tree branches in town centres so homeless people can keep warm. So you turn, like, trees into... Clothes trees. Clothes trees. They're fruiting. And you leave... Now... Why don't you just give them to the homeless people (laughs) so that they are dry when they get them? I think there's... Listen, Darren, I don't know if you do that. I think there's a nugget of an idea in there. But, yeah, isn't it better to approach... The, the the homeless people and say, do you want, look, I've got, I've got a jumper and a scarf here. Yeah. It's getting cold. Do you fancy these? Yeah. Instead Is of it... what could, I mean, what could be seen as littering? <laughs> I don't know. You know, you always get, um, and it's not homeless people. It's normally um, Romanian thieves. Yeah. I'm joking, slightly joking, but the last one I heard, it was actually Romanians. Those um, clothes banks. Yeah. You know where you, that big, it's like a, a bottle bank, but for clothes. And quite often you'll get someone trapped in there. <laughs> Because, not because, that, because they've gone in there not to steal the clothes for themselves, but to steal the clothes so they can then sell them. Yeah. Because apparently once you're in, there's, there's like a handle inside, but sometimes the handle is snapped off. So the, quite often the charity workers will go and open it and there'll be like a bloke in there. Yeah, because I, I think that they're not designed, I don't know, because I'm not in the collection business yep. anymore, but um, I think they could just open the front of them. I don't think they send a small person in there to, to pass the yeah. things out generally. So I think once things are in, normally there's not much of an escape route. Story of Kath's life. <laughs> so, Sally says it is actually a thing to tie coats around trees. You're thinking of yellow ribbons. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Good evening, Tony. Tony, let me just try you on this line, Tony. Let's try it. Good evening, Tony. Tony! Give Tony a call. Give Tony a boot up the backside. Silent Tony. Let's go to the CAD star. Good evening, CADs. Hi, Mark. Hello, Alan Caddick. There's a certain Sardine in Leicester. Sorry? Oh, God. Then Sam needs to put his microphone on, because I think he was near the King Park Stadium. Hang on a minute. Uh, uh, what, uh, the... First of all, I'll produce this show, thank you very much. And second of all, he's, he's busy. And third of all, have you been listening to the show? Well, I'm trying to... No. no. Badness out the way before I give my own sexy word. Okay, okay but l- listen, we know that that thing that happened with the, the dude from Leicester City is horrific and is horrendous and it's bad time. Bad time. And so what we're trying to do tonight is it's we are... in the mood. Well, yeah, exactly. So you know, sexy word. Will you shut up? For God's sakes, man! I'm sick of not being out of talking to you, and you're just not listening. Karma. I'm sick, of, I'm sick of talking. They've kicked, they've kicked out one of Culture Club from Culture Club. Have they? Yeah, where's my... Which um, one? Because that um, documentary George. was brilliant. Not Boy George. No, it's, um, it's in the sun. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Here we go. I'm going to guess it's the guy that used to go out with Boy George. Correct. Because they uh, scrapped up. There are plenty of ways to get revenge on your ex. Well, there are 50 ways to leave your lover. Probably probably more now with um, social media. You're ghosting. But Boy George really has taken things to the extreme. The thought of spending every day on tour with his former lover and drummer, John Moss, has proved unbearable. I bet this isn't the real story, because it's in the newspaper. The Culture Club singer has booted him out of the band just weeks before their latest lucrative European tour. The pair dated from six years for six years from 1981, but Boy, real name George O'Dowd... Boy. Wait, on, First name Boy. He's not a girl. 
<laughs> wasted no time in replacing John, who was an original member of the 80s group. Insiders say John has been left stunned by the decision to axe him. It's hardly um, um, the bloke out of uh, Fleetwood Mac, is it? No, Lindsay Buckingham. Buckingham. And I bet he's not that stunned. I've, I've seen that documentary. It wouldn't be a, you know, wouldn't be a thunderclap from above, would it? A music source said John has been in floods of tears and is beside himself with grief. He says he was fired by Boy for no reason and a new drummer will replace him on the band's upcoming tour. As a founding member of Culture Club, he isn't prepared to take Boy's decision without a fight. He's threatening to take legal action and... Just hold your breath, Alan. And recoup huge damages and losses from Boy unless he is immediately reinstated. That's what he said. There we go. The source added, John and the rest of the band were miffed by this decision and thought their legacy and contribution to Culture Club was being trashed by Boy. We're wondering the whole Gary Kemp versus Spandau Ballet thing. Yes, yes, man. Well, it's not Gary Kemp, Kemp versus Spandau Ballet. Yeah, but didn't Gary Kemp take it to court? Mm. Oh, look, there, look, there are coats around trees with notes on. That's weird. It looks but like someone's cast a spell on someone. Also, it really, it has started getting proper frosty. They're going to get damp, aren't gets they? Gets damp, isn't it? Gets very, very damp. Surely take them to shelter or some other great homeless charity and they can distribute them. Come on then, Alan, let's have your unsexy words. Sugar. Huh? And then white sugar. Or demerara sugar. Or brown sugar. Why, why would you be discussing... Sugars in bed. You could be doing a shopping list, right? But yeah, that's exactly it. Doing the shopping list for a Friday morning. Well, in that case, you might as well say spuds. <laughs> spuds, is, spuds is unsexy. <laughs> yeah, totally. Spuds is very, very uh, sugar's quite sexy. Um, pour some sugar, sugar on me. Oh, we're off on a tangent, which I like. Have I got a pen? Yes, I have. Songs with sugar in. There's a great Tori Amos song. I've interviewed Tori Amos. <laughs> yeah, brilliant, though. <laughs> she um, once got her car fixed by some leprechauns in Ireland, as she told me. But she does. Um, she does. Yeah, but I know someone who fell down a well. So well, you got to mention. Maybe she was just seeing what stuck. Sorry. Did, did you hear about Fernando Comer? Yeah. Were you listening on Friday? Well, I'd listen back today on Friday show. Well, you didn't listen you to the whole thing then. Here's the thing, Alan. Just admit it, right? And we won't be angry. I promise. You don't listen to the show. I do. You I don't. Listen, I listen don't. back the following morning. You don't listen. I do listen. You don't listen. I listen back. All right, hang on. The research for the. Well, We're going to do a quiz with Alan show. about the show in a minute. Listen to this. Listen to this. Listen. No. That's not the right song. There we go. This is it. Listen to this. Listen to this. This is the song. There we go. No, but it sounds like a lot of her other songs. Yeah. But listen, this is a great chorus. Up to me. Get ready for the quiz, Alan. We're doing a quiz. See if you actually listen to the show in a minute. Stay there. 
Candy pop with a K. Okay, this. I remember seeing this, uh, this on top of the pops and thinking, what the hell is this? Okay, this is it. This is this on top and of the ITN. pops. Oh, by the way, this is them from Top of the Pops, which is obviously from someone's VHS because look, it starts off with some some other footage. <laughs> yes, cuts. It does. This is brilliant. <laughs> taped over. They've taped over it. <laughs> Push it in, pull it up, sugar, sugar, candy pop. the most beautiful singer I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Sing again, lady. Sing again. Okay, when we get back, we've got two things on the go. We're going to speak to Duncan. We're going to find out where the lady from Biss is and if she's married. And we're going to do a quiz with Alan Caddick to see if he's ever actually listened to the show. Ten questions, five from me, five from Catherine. If you want to call in with questions for Alan Caddick about the show, you'd be very, very welcome. Let, he's got to score more than 60%. Otherwise, we know he's not a listener. This is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Kathy's very, very impressed. Uh, well, you're becoming a magnate. I'm a, no, we're so stupid. I can't attract metal. Oh, oh, oh. I am um, doing very well with my... I told you I was becoming a professional gamer. It's taken a little bit longer than I expected. Uh, but you can now follow me. Subscribe to me on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Ian Lee. There's an unsexy word. Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> Alan, stay there. Your time is coming, buddy. Good evening, Ben. Oh, Ian. Ben. You're not supposed to have said that. I'll try to tell the fellow on the phone. I just want to test that, Alan. Who am I? Oh, here we go! Where is this Alan fella? Say hello to him. Hello. Alan, are you there? I'm here. Who am I? You're a caller. Oh! Oh, If you listen to the show, mate, you you must know. It's Andre. Ben's ego's getting so big he thinks people are going to recognise him. Who is it, Alan? It's Andre. Yeah, well, Ben. Okay, just just say because so Ben has been calling for a while now, mm-hmm. and um, I like I like Ben's ego in the fact that he thinks oh. he's a big enough star to be recognised. No, he thinks that we'd recognise his voice. Alan, Alan, who do you think it is? Andre. <laughs> <laughs> Alan, I'm going to give you a clue. You're speaking to Ben. Who do you think it is? Peter Andre. Okay, I'm going to give you one more clue, Alan. Right. Okay. The caller's name is Ben. Who is it you're speaking to? Benjamin. Right. It's Ben. So you don't get a point for that, I'm afraid. Uh, I'm on Benjamin with his proper name. Right. Well, yeah, but you... Have you... Have you Alan, have you, uh, have you had a little tip on my friend? No, I'm Stone Cold Sober. He's what? You're I'm a sober. Driver. A what, mate? A server? 
Yeah, I'm the sober of the High Court judge. Oh, right. Okay. 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 Well, the, the vibe got sucked out there pretty quickly, but thanks, Alan. We can't give you that because you you you, uh... you didn't recognise Ben. Um, Simon in the New Forest. What do you, what would you like? You got a question for Alan? Question for Curdie. Okay, question so we've got ten questions. You got to get six or more right. So far, you've got zero out of one. What well, ready? Oh, hang on, Caddick's disappeared. Hang on a second, Alan. Can you throw to Simon? Go on. Right, Caddick. Yes. Rainbow George started on a fantastic, mythical, non-existent journey. How many years ago <laughs> was it? Ooh, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you five years grace either way because that's a tough one. Not actually. Rainbow George. You've heard of him, yeah? Yeah, he's the little pink puppet from Rainbow. Okay. Okay. All right. Yep. Yep. Oh. yep. Yeah, uh, okay. He really listens to this show every day. Doesn't he pay attention mm-hmm. to it, guys? I would say 1976. Right. That's that's right, isn't it, Simon? Uh, yeah. No, but, no one year out. But uh, wrong, George. Well, well, here's the thing, right? We gave him five years' grace. He's out by a year. So, he's, so, so statistically, he's got it right, okay? But you yeah. know he's thinking of completely the wrong... Not but, even not even a person, he's thinking of a puppet. But we have to... definitely a lucky guess. But we have to give him... We have to give him the point. Yeah. Well done. Fair enough. Thank, sorry, thank Simon. You. Th- thank you. Thank you. Let's try other Simon. Uh, good evening, other Simon. Have you got a question that you'd like to ask Alan Caddick? I have here. Mr Caddick, I've got a question yes, for you. Simon. Your question is, Nigel from Maidstone, what song is his most sung song on the radio? Ooh. The Lindy Lohan song. Ian and Cuff love. Ian and Cuff love it. <laughs> Lindy Lohan. <clears throat> it's the one and only Carrick Fergus. It's Carrick Fergus. I wish I was. And here's another one who don't listen. Carrick Fergus. Thank you, Simon. Alan, so, so when do you listen to the show, Alan? Because... Well, I listen back over the weekend and I listen to the first hour. Jimmy Hill, chinny chinny wreck on Jimmy Hill. He's talking out of his ass. Let's see. Um, hang on. Let's see why Harry's called in. Harry, have you got a question for Alan to prove he doesn't listen to the show? Yes. Away hello, Harry. Uh, hello, Harry. Alan. Hi, Harry. Right. Last week, Ian and Cass both received a call from someone who got to spend time with a very famous oh. British prisoner oh. who committed a very famous British crime. Oh. Who was it? If you listen, Alan, you'll know. Oh, someone took me tired. You don't want her there. Well, whatever, stab in the dark and say. Don't say stab in the dark when you're talking about a murderer. Who? Buster Edwards. Harry? Buster Edwards. Nope. Completely wrong. Do you want to tell him who it was? Rose West. Rose West, Alan. No, I, no I, I didn't like the woman because what she did was unforgivable. Well, I, I feel now obliged that I have to say I also dislike the woman and I find her unforgivable. Catherine? Yeah, not in my name. OK, right. I feel we, I, I never felt I had to justify my dislike. For, we weren't celebrating. We were just saying that was the person we were talking about. Okay. So you've got three wrong and one right. 
Okay. Not looking good. It's not looking great, mate. It's almost as if you've never heard the show before. You get one more, you get two more wrong. And we game over. It's game over and you're not a listener to the show, okay? Okay. Catherine, have you got a question to ask Alan Caddick to prove... I haven't got an out time, young Sam. We typed it. I'll close it down and start again. Have you got a question to prove mm. that young Alan Caddick doesn't actually listen to the show? Okay, okay, okay. Let's, let me think of something kind that I can do. Okay, uh, let's see. Um, do it on me, cow. All right, here we go. Here we go. Hello? Uh, on Friday, we got one of James Wales' callers to ring up. I'd heard her the day before and thought, oh, I'd really like her to ring us. And she did. What's her name? I'll give you multiple choice. Ready? Yeah. Was her name Pat? Was her name Karen? Or was her name Susan? I'll go for option number three. Susan. Susan's correct. Correct answer. Well done. So it's three, two. OK, I've got a question for you. Go on, boss. Um... What was the name of the gentleman who used to take the phone calls for us before Sam? Edward Swift. I'm just going to check with Catherine because I don't actually remember him. Is that right? Um, well, he's saying it a bit funny. It was Id. Id. Uh, Id. OK, you've got that Id right. Id Swift. It's three all. Oh, three four 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 nine nine one thousand. You've got a question for Caddick to prove he doesn't listen to the show. Catherine. OK. Caddick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Caddick. Now, um, let me think of one. Okay. Name the gentleman spy caller. Ooh. Name the gentleman spy caller. Ooh. That's an easy one. James. James what? Bond. It's an incorrect answer, and you know it. You're just being facetious. <laughs> It's Dion from Langley. Right, so can allow no more to be wrong. It's 4-3, no more can be wrong. OK. Nigel from Maidstone. Yeah. Where does he live? Maidstone in Kent. Absolutely correct, it's 4 all. OK, this is tense. Oh, yes it is, yes it is indeed. This next question is vitally important. OK. Does Alan Caddick ah. listen to this show or not? What is Sally's problem? Oh, he's getting excited. Do you hear that? He's getting excited. Oh, hang on. He's got a little, little Caddick boner going. She was my barrister at the trial. Correct. But she has a recurring pro- problem on this show. No, because she's done a good job defending me at the trial. Yes, but she's living very dangerously. What is her problem? <laughs> oh, <laughs> apart from you... I don't think Sally's got a problem because we haven't heard from Sally for a while. She has a problem with a piece of equipment. Um, the the headset is playing up. The what? Headset. The... Headset. Is that your final answer? No. uh, Can I phone a friend? Go on, then. Can you phone Sally? No! No, no. It's not called... Can can you phone... You've got to phone a friend. Hold on. Can we please and congratulate with me answer? No, we'll wait. 
We'll go get neither of them. No, we're not. We can wait. Oh, come on, I don't want <laughs> What did he say? I don't know, but it sounded very distressed. I think he's shrinking. <laughs> come on. <laughs> Someone started his engine. <laughs> Yes, please. Hello. Hi, Sally. I need your help. Oh, God. So her main problem is that he's got her phone number. Yeah, I'm in a cap at the moment. Oh, I need help with a question. What is your problem? She's got a phone down on me. She's got her phone down. <laughs> Try it. Don't take that, Alan. Call her back. Blocked. Um. Again. You do it. Yeah. Just say, uh, Sally, what's your problem? Come on, I've now got no signal on my phone. Oh, it's not looking good, Al. It's not looking great, is it, Al? I've got to get with 21st century technology. Yes. It's been easy to have two cups and a piece of sling. Yeah. Oh mate, it's not looking great, is it? This is. Let, tell you what, let, let, just just say out loud, and, and if you say if you believe it, something might ha- happen. Just say nice and loudly, Alan. Say, Sally, what is your problem? Just try it. Sally, what's your problem? My problem is my smoke alarm. Thank you. I'll have, I'll have fire smoke alarm. You'll have what? I'll, have, I'll take that and the smoke alarm. <laughs> Do you want me to hang up on her now, Alan? Well, no, no. No, don't you say. She's gone. Smoke alarm. Right. We're going to go to the news late. When we come back, you got one more question, right? <laughs> this question, if you get it right, you listen to the show. And the stats prove it. If you get it wrong, you're worse than Nigel from Maidstone. Across the UK, online and on DAB. Who has made a covenant with the night and with the darkness he is in agreement. Uncut after hours conversation for the up all night generation. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. 0344 499 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. So, um... Alan Caddick. Hiya. Hiya. Um, let- just got one question to go. Got one question to go, but someone, I just want to see if this this guy will, um, will come and talk to us because someone's texted in saying, "Just get just get rid of Alan." Uh, what? That, yeah, I'm going to phone this guy up. I, I, uh, Rich, if you're listening, I, I, I just I'm not going to have a go. I just would like to hear your uh, your opinion on things. Some... If, if he starts, I'm ready for the argument. Well, don't, don't do an argument with the dude. We just want to hear his... Listen, it's a, but tonight's show is about creating peace and love and making the world a better place. Um, hang on a second. I'm, uh, um, is, he, is he there? Because I can't hear him. What's going on with these phones? Hello? 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 Is that uh, Rich? Yeah, it is. Hi, Ian. Rich, nice to talk to you, mate. I appreciate your, your text. So thank you. So please don't think I'm phoning up to have a pop. May I, may I read your text out, please? You can indeed. Rich has, has very kindly texted in. He's written, please ban Caddick permanently. He does not listen to the show and is boring. <gasps> Excuse 
Henry's? That, Did you not hear the trial of uh, Alan excuse, Peter Cuddy? Excuse me, excuse me, Alan. We got, we're one question away from finding out whether you do listen to the show or not, OK? So just button it. All he says is, all right, boss, like the brown nose he is. Oh, <gasps> Rich. Then he mentions some irrelevant rubbish. What is the point of him? And then Rich adds classy touch. This is why I wanted to speak to the guy. Hello, Kath. Love the show. So, <laughs> now, Rich, is there anything Hi, Rich. you would like to add to that? Um, no, I think that's quite succinct. I just think he's, he's a fellow brummy. Uh-oh. He's so boring. I mean, God, I know you need listeners. But your show's brilliant. But he, every time I hear him, I tend to switch over. OK. To the... Well, well, why don't you go back to our BC? Well, no, oh, Alan, yeah, 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 Alan, yeah. Alan, we, listen, after the last set of figures... We need every listener we can get, all right? So um, don't you dare tell Rich to go. Don't go anywhere, please, Rich. I swear to God, oh, we need you. Right. We can make this right, Rich. We can make this right. <laughs> now, uh, here's you. the thing, right, Rich? He is... and I'm, uh, Rich, I'm hoping you can ask a question to Alan that will prove whether he listens or not. So have a little think. We are one answer away. If he gets the next answer right, that makes six out of ten, 60%. That means he's a listener. The stats prove it. The stats do not lie. If he gets the next one wrong... Rich, that's five right, five wrong. You could get that by guesswork. You could get, that doesn't that proves he's not a listener. And then we will have to come up with a suitable punishment for him. So, Rich, sounds like you're a big fan of Catherine's. Don't know why. Both of you guys. Well, oh, all right, man. Come on now. Have you got a question for Alan that will prove whether he listens to this show or not? Apart from the point, why does he bother? Apart from the point, why does he bother, correct? Apart from that... No, 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 no. Why does he bother calling up? He's asleep half the time when you call him back. Um, (laughs) Let me think. There's Uh, real beef between these two. I love it. Oh, where are you, Richard? I'm going to find you and I'm going to hunt you down like a dog. Let me go sit your centre, mate. Any time you want, I'm... (laughs) He'll give you you the grid reference, the map location, everything. He'll be there. See, he'll oh, be by God. the balls in about 20 minutes. <laughs> Rich? Yeah. Come on now, give us, right. a, give us a question, Rich. This is it. This is every, the, uh, uh, Alan's future depends on this. OK, who's the lady oh. who was in some cheeky photos oh. uh, of a senior age who's oh, been called in great recently? Great question. Great question. <laughs> Can you translate that because I couldn't understand which is from the accent? So you're in a proper brummy, are you, mate? What a nice hole. Um, <laughs> OK, I want Ian to repeat the question. I will repeat the question. You don't understand English, obviously. Yeah, go on. Uh, who was the lady, a senior lady, who's called the show a few times and has taken some um, adult photographs and directed us to a website so we could see her adult photographs? One of them involved her hanging upside down on a plastic sofa. <laughs> Popular call. one off. <laughs> shut it! Shut up! Sorry. But yes, I think he is. <laughs> Alan? I'm going to be access denied. Just, just guess a lady's name. 
Psychic Sylvia the Swinger. Right, she's not called in for 12 years, <laughs> so that is incorrect data. So, Alan, yeah. the stats are, you got five of those right, you got five... That's, not, that's, that's five better than I thought I would get. Yeah, because you don't listen. The stats prove you don't listen. <laughs> Rich, what punishment would you like to hand down to this interloper? Can you ban him permanently, or no. at least for a month, No. Please? I will ban him for the week. Uh, that okay, makes him fair. Is that, is that fair, Alan? Makes him fair. Right, well, you're, banned for, you're banned for two weeks, then. <laughs> He's a fair yes. cop. He's yes. banned for two weeks, Rich. <laughs> oh, thanks, Ian. Thanks, Th- Cap. Thank you, mate. Thank you for being a good sport. There we go. He's a good lad. So Caddick's banned for two weeks for not listening. But out of that, my favourite noise that Caddick makes, his thinking noise. <laughs> <laughs> Sally's back in the room. Good evening, Sally. Oh, Sally, oh, let me just have God. a think about what your problem is. <laughs> It's her. It's her oh, headset God. doesn't work. Her headset. Her headset doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. My phone. Yeah, my phone's not working at the can moment. I, Sorry, can Alan. I, can I tell you? Yeah. The the biggest question I've got off the back of that. Yeah. Why the hell has Alan Caddick got your phone number? Oh, That's I know insane. why. Because they were preparing <laughs> a trial. Oh, well, you should have yeah, changed it after lost... that. Yeah, but then he lost his phone. He had his phone stolen. Well, then he... So how has he still got my number? Because he can memorise numbers. You know what he's like. Oh, God. Oh, Jesus. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, it's six o'clock in the morning on a Saturday. You're kidding me. Yes, mate. Anyway. um, um, Unsexy words. Oh, yeah. God, I forgot we we actually had some topics for tonight. Okay. Moist moist is really unsexy. No, moist is sexy. Moist is sexy. Length. Sorry? Length. 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 And squat. Squat is a bit. Why would you ever do? I actually, dump that. I dumped that. That was too. You put those words together, and you get a filthy sentence. I dumped too that. hot for radio. That's too hot. That was. I, I had to dump that. And by the way, dump is an unsexy word as well. <laughs> dump yeah. really is. Um, and things and things that people have said that are really unsexy during sex. Yeah. Okay. He was really good looking. I was, you know, well in there and everything. And then he had to go and say, I want to be your stallion. And that was it for me. That's oh, my it. God. I never saw him again. Horrible. want to be your stallion? I want to be your stallion. Uh, I don't understand. Why would anyone say... Why would anyone think that was, was an erotic... I No idea. ...thing to say? But, Never saw him again. Okay, I've got an I've got an unsexy phrase, but some women might okay. find this sexy. Okay, here we okay, go. go on. I want to fill you with babies. Ah! No! Fill you no. with babies? What, like a litter? Flip yeah, it. That, Why am I a pig? No, that's that's horrible. <laughs> fill that's you with babies. <laughs> Yuck. <laughs> Yuck. I'm going to start... Sally, can you... Uh, tell me if this works. I'm going to start referring my, to myself now as... Um, instead of, like, the dad of two boys, I'm going to start saying I'm their baby daddy. No, uh, no, Inseminator. No. Yeah, they're the baby daddy. I'm the baby daddy. No, don't say that. I'm the baby daddy. You're a baby mummy, aren't you? Oh, God. I am, I am a baby mummy, yeah. Well, I'm a baby daddy. <laughs> I'm a baby daddy. Yeah. It's true. Kath, you're a baby mummy. No, I am not. I'm a grown-up mummy. You're a baby mummy. I'm a... No, I, I'm a... Yeah, I'm a grown... I've, I've got... I've, they're 16 and 13. I can't refer to them as oh, babies anymore. Oh, shut up. They're always your little babies. And oh, you're their right, mummy, okay. so you're a, you're a baby mummy. We got filled with babies, Sally. 
Oh, no! Oh, yeah. It makes me feel sick. I'm knowing it horrible. Mate. Oh, wriggling around. <laughs> oh, no! All right, the wriggling is a sexy word. Sally, thank you very much. Good sport, as always. Let's go to... Uh, let's go to... Uh, you're wondering where Seriously, asking... don't use that one. I'm going to fill you with babies. We're your unsexy words or phrases, I guess, as well. 0344 499 1000. Good evening, Simon. Hello, Ian. You all right? I'm good, thank you, mate. What you got for us tonight? I've just got a, su- a suggestion about Mr Caddick. Yeah. So for him to be able to get back on your show, yeah. what about on Friday we have some questions for, and if he gets so many, he's allowed back on? What are you talking about? We've just on had... The, on what, Does this on guy... what's happened in this week? This sadly, sadly, we have no way of communicating that idea to him because he, he won't be listening. Oh, no, that's a problem, isn't we've it? Just done, we've, just done the, we've just done the quiz. What's wrong with this guy? I've tempted to ban this guy for a, for a year. We've just done a, we've just done a quiz. I oh, know I was I was there. I listened to it. I asked a question. Okay. But I just wanted to get it to get him back. Nope. Does he not need to pass a test? Nope. I think so, he just needs to sit out his time. He needs to sit. He needs to sit and think about what he's done for yeah. the next two weeks. Okay. And last night, Julia Fordham. Yeah. Did she sing "Love Moves a Mysterious"? Yes. Song? Of course she did. And it was what a song. It was it's a beautiful. great song. It was it great. great. They do, listen. Song. They do all the hits. I think they do one new song each, which you can... But even right. Judy... Judy Zook's new song was great. It was brilliant. It was one Lifeline. Of best, one of the best songs of the night. Yeah, it was great. I don't know her. What was her hit? What was oh, her she hit had a, She had one hit. Stay with me till dawn. Yeah, it was about doing it. Right, okay. It's a song about right, doing okay. it. If you ever listen to Graham Torrington's Late Night Love <laughs> back in the day... Yes, I do, it, yes. It was <laughs> always on there. She's Honestly, <laughs> mate, right, it, was, okay. it, was, it was such a good night. Uh, 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 and it was a little bit... What was great as well is it felt like we were seeing something we shouldn't see because it was quite stop and start. And they came out on the start yeah. and said, look, we've rehearsed the first half, we haven't rehearsed the second half in its entirety, and we don't quite know where we're supposed oh. to be standing for bits of it. And do you know what I really loved? Yeah. The dry ice guy was going nuts, right? Oh, and we were God, s- yeah. second from the front, and it was a bit like when I used to go to the roller disco back in, like, 1993, mm. in that you would get to a point where I just couldn't see anything anymore. Yeah. But oh. thankfully, in, in this scenario, there wasn't some big boy hurtling towards me backwards, no. as <laughs> there was at the roller I disco. I tried, but I, I can't... <laughs> I can't hurtle anymore. So, it, it was a good so night. They I sing song, so they sing songs together and individually. Yeah, they're on stage together for most of the time. They've got of, a new album out as a three, album, uh, yeah. One song each, though, everyone else will go off. But yeah, Beverly Craven's playing piano for a lot of it. And then the other two just do backing vocals. Just. The other two do lush um, harmonies and backing vocals while the third is up front or at the yeah. piano singing. It's great, man. Did I read somewhere that Julia Fordham almost nursed Beverly through the, the illness of li- living with her? And she was almost a stranger beforehand. Is that right? It was in the interview with Ian. Yeah, she yeah. told us that, that they didn't... Because yeah. Ian assumed that they must be mates then. Yeah. Because, oh, you know, Julia's yeah. been sort of going to appointments with her and stuff. It turns out they didn't know each other before this. Yeah, she's been, she stayed there and has, has nursed her... It was nursing her through, you know, the cancer and stuff. And I just, and I don't, yeah. I'm not, I'm, listen, I'm not a massive Julia Fordham fan. I'm going to be honest, right? Yeah. Um, but anyone who does that, out of the kindness of their heart, I'll, I'll sit and listen to them do whatever they want to do for an hour on stage. I thought, what a delightful human being. And this is it, right? But, talent aside, and they all have considerable talent. They're amazing. They're amazing yeah. talents on their own. It was the fact that the three of them had come together, you know, these three really remarkable women, and they obviously had a lot of affection for each other, just added to it. It was great. Yeah, it was lovely. Really, really nice night. I thoroughly recommend it. Excellent. All right, cheers, Ian. Thank you, Simon. Jerry, stay there. You'll be up next. This is The Late Night Alternative, weeknights from 10 o'clock. Listen on DAB, download the app, or go to talkradio.co.uk. 
the radio show for people who know the best part of the day is the night. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. 03444991000. This is The Late Night Alternative. Weeknights from 10 with me, Ian Lee and Catherine Boyle. We're not here tomorrow. We're in Swindon. Yeah. Um, going to see half of XTC live at the Swindon Arts Centre. If you're there and you see us, come and say hello. Very, very excited about that. If you saw the show last night, no, it's tonight. If you saw the show tonight, first show's tonight. If you saw it, give us a call, let me know. Um, no idea who's filling in for me. Don't care. Won't be listening. Can't listen when it's not me or Kath. Can't listen. So, you know, whatever. So if you want to give us a call tonight, 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. How do we make the world a better place? Words that are not sexy. And anything else you want to say, really. You know the score. And by the way, if you dig in, not digging the show, phone up and change it. You know, just, just block someone for being a bell cheese. But if you're not digging the show, we'll, we'll, we'll phone, instead of tweeting me that the show is boring and then getting yourself blocked. Which, by the way, not true. I, it's, it's not true. It's a good show tonight. It's a really good show. But if you're not enjoying it, phone up. Phone up and change the direction. You have, there's only so much we can do. You have the power to um to change things. So oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Good evening, Jerry. Hello. Hello, Jerry. It sounds like I don't see you in the car. I just want to go to Swindon. Hang on a second. It turns out Jerry's been scamming us this whole time. He doesn't really have Parkinson's. He's actually a very posh <laughs> camp actor. <laughs> yeah, I just want to go to Swindon. <laughs> You're not coming with us. He's just good. remembered he's supposed to have Parkinson's. Now he's doing the voice. I yes. got your number, I'm sunshine. I got I'm your good. number. People mentioned that before. People have said that before. Yeah, but I said it. I said I may not have said it first, but I said it best. Yes, you yeah. did. Yes, thank you very much indeed, Jerrington. What have you got for us tonight? Uh, uh, hang on. Which happened during sex? Uh, that the whoopee, the whoopee cushion. Uh, the whoopee really... cushion. No, no, you're just you're making spoke slow person. I love getting all ready and, and ready and yeah. excited. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you... It's really off-putting. And he brings every romantic moment. He's like, like bonking a rupee, not gold, but it's a cushion. Okay, we know what we know what we know what wind we know what it sounds like. You don't need to, you don't need to act it out. <laughs> just just saying, he's, he's put moved up quickly. In gist, that's a good word. Gist, gist. How is it funny when he? How about gist? G- g- girth. 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 Girth's quite an erotic word, I think. I know, I like that. It's a good word. Yeah. Horses have gist straps. Gist strap. Gift wrap? Get gift your girth wrap. gift wrapped. Gift? No, 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 Christmas yet. That's a week. Oh, I'm dreading Christmas this year. Uh, no, you'll be all right. Uh, you're not baby. You're not baby. You're baby farmers. Baby, baby farmers. farmers? Baby farmers instead of baby daddy. No, baby farmers are much better. Yeah. Well, no one need baby farming. You need subsidies. Like they've, ba- they've banned the baby farms now, haven't they? If, you, if, you, if you're getting a baby and you, you think you're getting it from a baby farm, then I, I would not get that baby and I would report it to the police. You, they, no, they, they advertise in shop windows and they advertise in all kinds of places. Don't go there. Get it from a legitimate Dudley. baby Dudley breeder. Dudley. Dudley. I'm going to cut, go. cut you off, Dudley. Love you, Mom. There we go. <gasps> Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. I had a little cry about Christmas earlier on. I'm still these, these pills. Three weeks coming up to three weeks now, and the physical stuff has pretty much gone. Although I had a terrible stomachache today, 
But maybe because I ate a lot last night. I ate a lot last night uh, when I got home. And I ate too much just because I was feeling a little bit um, crappy. So I ate a load. And I had a headache today. But that might be because I had to get up. I got up at a quarter to eight because I had someone coming around to look at some, doing some work in the house. And then I went back to bed. But I went back to bed with the heating on and clothed. Ooh. So I woke up with a headache. And then get this right. So someone was supposed to come around at 12 to give me a quote for some work. And at 17 minutes past 12, I phoned them up and said, just check in and see if Gary is coming round. And the woman said, um, yeah, sure. I said, yeah, Gary's supposed to come round at 12 o'clock today. Just checking, is he coming round or has he forgotten? Oh, no, 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 he won't be forgotten. won't have forgotten. It's Mr. Lee. You've not forgotten you're seeing him at 12, are you? This is at 17 minutes past 12. And she went, no, he's not forgotten. And then you could hear a voice in the background, and she went, oh, really? Good. She goes, no, no, actually, honestly, he has forgotten. Um, I said, okay, well, I'm going out in 20 minutes, um, so maybe we need to come up with another, oh, oh, you won't be there for 12? It's like the fourth time she's, I said, it's quarter past 12 now? And then she went, oh, I've not changed the clocks in the office. And I accepted that, because the clocks go forward, so that I can't actually have that argument. Because as we know, the clocks go forward, swing back, fall forward. So that probably she probably hadn't changed the clocks. I was going to say because the clocks go back, but they don't. They go forward. I think she got herself into a right pickle. Right or pickle. And so then I said, no. And I was actually I was really peed off because I'd I'd kind of sat around and, and waited. And um, so I said, well, can you do tomorrow at one? Oh no, Gary's in a meeting tomorrow at one. And then I'm thinking, right, I don't want you coming round. Well, here's the thing. Yeah. Um, Gary and Mrs. Gary. Yeah. If you cock it up. You're the one that should be bending over backwards to make it work again. Exactly. So then I kind of said, oh, well, do you know what? I'm busy for the rest of the week and I don't know what I'm doing next week. So um, I'll get back to you about next week. And I was thinking, I'm not going to no. phone you up. That's lousy. Why would you give those people money? And also that was the posh. That was probably the one I wasn't going to use because that was like the posh top of the range one. You get like got a couple of prices, you know, from just guys. Mm-hmm. And then this is like the top, the, the posh, the posh one. And I just thought, and everyone else has rocked up on time and has, has, has been there, bang on time, and has, has double-checked, you know. And I just thought, oh, we're having problems syncing our diary, so it's not showing up in our diary. And then You're she, in the same room as each other. And then she said, and I wasn't sure if she was saying it to me or Gary, did he confirm it with you? And I then went, as we do as British people, stay there, Diana and Carol. I did the British thing of going, oh, well, maybe I got it wrong then, but it's written in my diary. And then as I was driving off to the dentist's, I remembered the conversation. The conversation was, I spoke to either him or her on the phone, and they said 12 o'clock Monday, and I said, that should be fine. I'm just waiting to find out if I'm working on Monday. Um, but if you don't hear from me, then it's fine. Right. I remember that specifically because I might have been doing a job today and I, I, what I didn't. I said, if, if it should be fine. If you don't hear from me, then it's definitely okay. So they screwed up, man. Yeah. So you're not getting potentially thousands don't of pounds. Don't give people money. You no, can't, you can't sucks, do that. It sucks, doesn't it? It sucks. 0344 499 1000. Diana! Hello, Ian and Kath. How are you? Hi, Diana. Very, very well, Diana. Very, very well. I'm glad to hear that your um, it all went well on Saturday night. Oh, Saturday night was great. And last, and last night. And, uh... S- the film, the, the Rabbit Hole Picture Show, next one, uh, November the 25th, Sunday afternoon, 2 o'clock. Uh, it was a joy. It was really, good. really good fun. We loved it. Well, I, I DJ'd a, a birthday party. Oh, yeah. In um, Western Supermare in a very nice hotel. Mm. Swaggy. A... Did they did they feed you? Yeah, we do some very nice um, gigs. 
the the daughter was 40 and the mother was 60. Oh. And the mother said that, um, so there was people at that age and the only criteria was the mother wanted an 80th night, which which I did. Uh So we had some great music. Hang on, did you do an 80th, 60th and a 40th at the same night? No, an, an 80th night. Right. Oh, an 80s night, I see, I see, I've got you. The mother and her friends, that would be what right. appeals to most people, I think, really. Well, I think everyone can kind of have a decent night if there's an 80s night going, can't well, they? Well, I, I wrote a short list of 500 songs. Blimey, what, what was on oh. the... How long was the long list? And one of the songs I did play, yeah. I heard you play it a few days ago, was Department S, Is Victor. Is Victor. There we go. That's a great look at that. We have, we have touched a 60th yeah. and a 40th birthday party, Catherine, with our musical knowledge and deep cuts. It's uh, a long tendril. Ton- long tendrils. Great that's band. Old, old favourite of mine. And the other good thing was they all came in fancy dress. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And two of them came as characters from Heidi High. <laughs> <laughs> so I played the Heidi High theme song, which they loved. Heidi High, I um, yeah. Heidi, Heidi, Heidi. I, 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 I know the song. Yeah. I'm just wondering who they came dressed as. Well, my... Yellow coats. The one, yeah. Look, the girl was. Um, I actually thought they were entertainers. They were coming oh, in. So good. And um, there was a lot of science fiction characters, and I didn't know most of them. But um, it was a lovely night, and, and good for you. Well done. Section audience, and do you know what you were talking about? There's so much misery around. We had such a good night. This is it. This is it, right? And this is kind of what I was was thrusting towards at the start of the show, Diana. So I'm glad you called in. Is that thing of how do we make the world better, right? And it isn't going out and and, and curing cancer. Yeah, of course, that would be awesome. And it isn't, you know, getting rid of Trump. Okay, a lot of people would think that might be cool. But it's small stuff. It's like us putting on a film for 60 people and and having a good night. It's you doing a disco in a posh hotel for a 60th and a 40th. Because if you did your job properly, which it sounds like you did. Yeah, you'll have made you'll have made their night. You'll have the totally hu- the made their night. He had his fortieth, I think, two years ago there. Yeah, and all the D- the DJ just didn't turn up, and they had some young kid playing drum and bass, and it was just <laughs> awful. <laughs> I hear that so many times. I mean, I'm, I know that. <laughs> oh, you could God. make a comedy film of it, couldn't you? Yeah, oh, man. What was um. What, what was the what was the, the the one? What was the one that got the party started? What was the one where everyone went? Come on, we're having well, this. I think I actually started off because I started off at five to seven. I, I usually do it five or six hours. Flipping heck, man! And you've got to you've got to keep all the big ones until later on. Yeah, of course you have. You don't want you don't want to um, shoot your load of, too early. No. And I I know what to do. I think I actually started off with Fleetwood Mac, Little Lies. Tell me lies, tell me sweet yeah. lies. Come on, we get up. I'd be up straight. I'd be up straight away. But I, one thing I did play. Yeah. There was a girl there, and she asked because they asked. The, they only asked for ten songs in advance. Right. They emailed oh, to ten specific ones that they wanted. New kids on the block. Ooh. Which one tonight? Um, it... hold on, I'm just looking at the list. That's um, the only one I like. That's not really. That's a bit. Was quite... the 80s? It's quite nice. You, you got it, and hanging tough. Hanging tough. And they wanted Cindy Lauper. They only asked for seven, and I think Brock I would say Houston. Hanging Tough is 1988. Yeah, I... I 88. I, I'm, I'm very strict. It's an 80s night, so I See? took all the Now CDs out. It, well, <laughs> Dine, Dine all, is good. And I put just about everybody you can imagine. Yeah, yeah. Good for you. And, of course, I play a lot of the stuff that I like. Yeah, well, that's one of the perks of the job. Get to but play stuff you so like. It's nice, because I, I enjoy doing it, and I do virtually one a week, and... And I've got a good manager, and oh. you know I've had my some problems in the past, and yeah. music is the only thing that 
picks me up. And I, and I must admit, I, had a, I listen to you every night. I don't own a television. And you make me laugh. And I, have, and I often listen to the, the clips of music that you play. Bless you, Diana. You're, and, uh, uh, listen, you've, you're doing good. You're, sorry, I interrupted you. Go on, what were you going to say? And music lifts people. Yeah, it does. We the, might laugh at broth and people... Because obviously some... You know, it's not for me to... I, you know, obviously I have, I have to play some songs that I don't like, but that's... Coldplay. You know what I mean. The only band that deserves our derision is Coldplay. Every, everyone else is, um, is, yeah, is I'm up be. for. Coldplay is the only one where everyone's going, what? I'm not mad at Coldplay, really. You should be. Nah. You should be. I don't care enough about them. Um, also, I played uh, Meatloaf and Cher, um, Dead oh. Ringer for Love. Oh, what, wow. what it's time, an excellent song. What time did you play that? Because imagine if you were playing that the same time we were singing it. At 11 o'clock, because oh. I think in the last hour... Yeah. I That's turned to sort of a hard rock and yes, um, and, they, and they were sort of really going mad by then, you know. Yeah, high and drunk. But we had a lovely night, and I, if I didn't enjoy it, I wouldn't do it. Diana, you are living the dream. You're working thank in a you. field that you enjoy, and you're making people happy. So thank you for that. I really appreciate you sharing that. That is exactly what we were talking about. How do we make the world a better place? Diana went and played a, a, a DJ to set. Thank you for that. A DJ to set for a 40 and a 60th birthday party. Now, a lot of people might go, oh, that's a bit rubbish. That's a bit naff. Whatever. That's none of your business. She enjoyed it great you know that they will those two that mum and that daughter and, and a lot of people that went will be telling everyone about work uh, uh, about that at work today you made their night you made for that night you made the world well a better place it's their 40th and their 80th 60th. Uh, sorry 60th birthdays yeah. that's a really special thing that, that's a memory they'll keep forever i had um a kid at 20 Ooh. well my mum was only 21 my mum was 19 when she had my sister well, then were the days then, then were the days get them out quick Get them out quick so you can... Ca- Fill them full of babies. Fill them full of babies. <laughs> um, good evening, Carol. Oh, hiya. Hiya. Hi, you were a question hiya. in our quiz tonight. I know, and he didn't remember me. No, he'd never heard of you because he doesn't listen to the radio show. That's what I thought. I thought I've got to ring in. He doesn't listen. Remind him. How could he forget me? He doesn't forget you. He doesn't listen. Like you, it would have been. He does not listen. He should be honest like me and say, I did. I missed all the shows last week because my friend came down with a lad for half term oh. and we had a fab time How, uh, and I have been on. cleansed. What, what do you mean? Oh. I would hope so too. So a friend, what do you mean she brought a lad down for you? Uh, a son. Okay. How old um, was he? Um... Nearly forty, fourteen next Okay, month. right. I misunderstood. Sorry, I, th- I misunderstood the scenario. Oh, that's oh, lovely. That's my... Yeah, we. Uh, I went to the ballet. I saw oh. Swan Lake at the local theatre, and I had a fabulous night. Oh. Here's the thing, Carol. birthday present. Ballet, right? They are. Th- they're flipping heavy on their feet, aren't they? Well, this. I I would. I just love the costumes, and I'm, we were sat. Right at the front, yeah. it's brilliant. I had perfect view of the stage. Oh, and... yeah, it's a good night and everything, but I, I did remember, I've been a, a couple of times to ballet, they don't half stomp about, and you'd think they'd be a bit more uh, dainty, but you can hear boom, 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 boom. Yeah, that, that's because they, their uh, ballet shoes are full of wood, aren't yeah. they? They, mm. they have to stand on a block of wood when they go on their tiptoes and... But, yeah, it, it was a um, really good show up at the old Wyvern Theatre in Swindon. Oh, it sounds very exciting. I enjoyed it, because I like anything that's live. I can't well, even, bear all Even this. a murder? 
No, I don't like murders. I'm not a violent person at all. Oh, no, I tell you so. Oh, I tell oh, you something. I'm glad I didn't oh. hear Rose West. Right, well, let, I don't like her right, at all. Let me. Um, right, so here's something. Right, uh, and this is a woman. This is you've got to be so careful. Right, I think it was when the boys were here. I think it was when the boy, my boys were here the other week. Right, I don't think it was at home. Oh, I love. Oh, you. will you let me? Week Friday. Go on. Sorry. Shut up. For Thank God's sakes, so let me tell this. Right, so the boys were here, I think it was here, and the telly was on, the news channel, right? And the boys um, said, Daddy, Daddy, what is that man doing on the news? And I looked up, and it was pixelated. But it was one of the murderers of Lee Rigby. You know that shot when yeah. he stood there with the bloody... Oh, please let me tell the Please let me tell the story, Carol, please. Sorry. Please, for no, Christ's that... sakes. It's the bit... It's the bit where the the bloke is holding the machete covered mm. in blood, and and he's. <clears throat> Thanks for your call, Carol. Appreciate that. Cheers. Flipping heck, man. Go on, so. This is a big thing, and she keeps yeah. interrupting. Um, and it, and so the hands were pixelated, but you could see the bloke shout at the screen, and the boy said, "What is? What's that bloke doing?" And it's obviously a very tense, upsetting scene. And I went, oh no no him he's just he's he's just he's just a crook that got he's a, a thief that got arrested a few years ago. Let me turn this off. But you've got to be so careful mm-hmm. with. I mean, and we don't. The news channel was on, and maybe maybe I should I should have turned it off. I should have turned it off before, as soon as we came in. Thank God his hands were pixelated, so you couldn't see what it was unless you knew the image. But remember, they showed that on the telly at the time, all the time. Obviously an insane thing. I won't even say the idiots' names. I know their names. I'm not going to say their names. Um, but Daddy, what is that man doing? God. Flipping it. My babies. My little babies. Um, 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. You want to block that? Um, I've done it. Well done. Thank I wouldn't you. have seen it anyway because yeah, I've yes. got a very strong filter on <laughs> and um, it's really good at um, cracking down on it. I don't know. He's, he's obviously drunk tonight because normally he sends very supportive um, tweets mm. and stuff, but he's obviously drunk. But oh, you block men. Let me just um, just put out a pro tip for anyone who thinks that when Ian blocks them, they can call cry, crying to mum. Do that to me. <laughs> I'll block you as well. Yeah, exactly. Loser. 0344. Switchboard's empty. 0344 499 1000. This is Talk Radio. Unmissable late night radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. 0344 499 1000 is the phone number. How do we make the world a better place? And unsexy words. Um, and anything else you want to call in about, you know, we're not here tomorrow, so um, get your calls in now, is what I'm saying. Hey, we've got some good guests this week. We've got Gary Smart on on Wednesday, um, 11 o'clock on Wednesday, Halloween. Uh, he's the dude that we had, uh, if you came to the uh, Rabbit Hole Picture Show on Saturday, he's the gentleman who made the Fright Night documentary, and he's made loads of documentaries. He's working on one about Police Academy. So he's going to come on and talk to us. And then is it Thursday or Friday, we got Doug Pound. Now, some of you will know Doug Pound from Poundcast and stuff like that. He also ed- was the editor on Tim and Eric, um, and he's fu- he's funny, and uh, he's good, and he's really clever. And so he's going to come on. It's either Thursday or Friday at midnight. I can't remember. Hot. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. Good evening, Malcolm. Good evening, Ian. Good evening, Catherine. What a gentleman. What a, what a polite, done. wasn't it? Well-mannered, very old-fashioned gentleman. I'm guessing you're in your 70s, Malcolm. Surprise, surprise, sir. I am 70 this day. Oh! Hey, 
birthday! Happy birthday to you! Happy birthday to you! Happy birthday, dear Malcolm! Happy birthday to you! And many more! I was spot on there! Well, happy birthday, mate! Seriously, bless you for that, because... Don't say it. It's been a bit of a long day. Go on, what's happened? Well, not a lot, really. Oh. This is a this problem, you know. Has, um, anyone else, anyway. has anyone else sung Happy Birthday to you today? No. In fact, quite honestly, apart from shopkeepers, I've not spoken to anybody today. Ah, mate. I'm so, uh, well, uh, before I, before I patronise you and say I'm sorry to hear that, is that through choice or is that through unfortunate circumstance? No, I've wrong people, but... You'd be surprised how many phones go to voicemail these days. Yeah, no, I wouldn't. Anyway, no, seriously, God bless you for what you've just done. Well, bless you. I appreciate that. Tomorrow you have a great great week. I hope you have a great year. I hope everything you want happens. And um, God bless you, brother. We're on your side, Malcolm. Right. Very quickly, the lady before the last lady that called. Yes, Diana was the lady before the last. Yeah, I, I can... Support 100%. Yeah. Um, to fill my time in, yeah. what I'm doing at the moment is I've devised and I'm writing some musical radio shows for Age UK Radio. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's good. Um, but it's my kind of music. I mean, I think probably one of the times I spoke to you was when you, the night that you brought in your wind up gramophone. Oh, yes, the, the haunted, the haunted gramophone. Haunted. Um,. And you were playing medley from uh, No No Nanette. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, well, that's my kind of music, the 20s, 30s and 40s stuff. Um, nobody plays it anymore. So what I've done, as I say, is I've devised the whole thing because I have a, a whole horde of nostalgic CDs. And I'm going to give the thing to, if they want it, to HUK Radio. I tell because you, I think it would go down well if it was played in old people's homes. I, th- I, so bet I, it would. I can say that because I am an old person. There is also because there's a radio station which I know is in. It's, it's like a really small station. I wonder if it's just in London. Hang on a second, because um, I've got it. I found it by accident, and I've got it tuned um, on my DAB. But you can only get it in tiny, tiny parts of London. Maybe you can get it across the country. You can get it online. Here we go. Look, they've got a signed picture of Vera Lynn on their website. Oh. Angelradio.co.uk. Right. Welcome to our unique, multi-award winning, nostalgia radio station. Right. Um, let, right. Let me have a little list. Let's, let, and they play all of that kind of stuff all the time. Um, here we go. Let's have a little, let's have a, a, um, a listen all right, let's come on. Let's play. Let's have a listen. This, so this is Angel Radio. This is what Angel Radio is playing right now. Let's see if, if the vibe. We're dancing to the tango we loved when first we met. While the tune that we couldn't soon forget. As I kiss your cheek. 
This is great, isn't oh, it? Oh, my grand would have loved this. Angel Radio broadcasts nostalgic music from the 1900s to, oh, to the 1960s. All that long-haired, drug-taking nonsense. <laughs> uh, um, along with entertainment and well-being information for the over-60s, Radio for Older People by Older People. Maybe you should get in touch with them, Malcolm, see if they'd be interested yeah. as well. Yeah. Angel Radio, I made a note of it, thank you, Ian. Yeah. Very quickly before I go. Yeah, go on. Um, whilst I was listening to some CDs over the weekend, I found a couple of songs that I think would suit you Ooh. down to the tea. Let's have it. You may or may not have heard of them, but there's one particularly made me smile, and it would be a brilliant theme song, not just for your radio show, but for the live shows that you and Catherine do. Okay. And it's a Cole Porter song called Friendship. Okay. I don't If you're know. ever in a jam, here I am. Bum, 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 bum. Hang on a and there's a line, it's a duet, yeah. oh. boy and girl, obviously. Yeah. And there's one line that really makes me chuckle because the girl's line is, if you're ever down a well, ring my bell. <laughs> here we go, here we go. Let's not mention wells. A little bit. Here we go. Thank you, Catherine. No, it's not nice, actually. I was trolling. Well, I think we found our next song <laughs> for the Rabbit Hole Picture <laughs> Show. Ours will still be Haven't we? <laughs> we may open the next live show that we do with this, Malcolm. Yeah. I like that a lot. Thank you. And a song for you. Yeah. Is called I Happen to Like New York. Oh. Um, which again is Cole Porter, who is my favourite songwriter of all time. Uh, um, it's witty and clever lyric, and it's powerful. Let's try. And you've demonstrated that you could deliver it. Oh, in, okay. I haven't got the sheet music, but I have got a record by. It's on a C, on a John Barrowman CD. John Barrowman. Right, hang on a second. Let's, um... Here's Liza Minnelli doing it. Hang on. All right. That's the one. I could do this. I could do this great. We're in. We're doing it. They're getting done, Malcolm. Those songs are getting done. Thank you for that, man. I really appreciate it. Hey, you've just reminded me as well, talking about the haunted gramophone, I forgot, and I found it the other day, and I've not done it yet, I forgot that I bought an adapter for it where you can you can you plug this thing onto it. It's like it's a proper 1940s, 30s bit of kit. You plug, you click this thing onto the gramophone, you put a blank disc on, a blank gramophone record, and you can make your own gramophone records. Do you remember I bought that? Yes. And I forgot about it. And I found the kit the other day, and I got the boys this weekend, so me and the boys are going to make a record. So you sing into the gramophone, and it it goes through the needle, and it cuts the the record for you. So I'm going to try that this weekend. Yeah. God, that's bringing back memories, Ian, that is. Yeah. Uh, Blackpool Pleasure Beach in the 1950s. Those, Those booths. There was a booth that you could do that with, yeah. sort of make your own record. It, it was a, a cardboard job, but you, were, you could still play it on a 
gramophone. Oh, my my mum and dad, don't get me started. My <laughs> mum and dad, I'm trying to find it. They had, um, oh, where is it? I've got it on here somewhere. I'm not going to be able to find it. They had it on, um, uh, they, they recorded a vinyl one, a proper vinyl uh, record, which I've got somewhere. And I'm trying to find the recording of it. It's on my computer, but I can't find it right now. But it's great. It's treasure. Absolute treasure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Malcolm, anyway, nice to talk to you, mate. Thank you for thank that. Thank you for your time. God oh. bless you both. And thank you for, thank you for the rendition mm-hmm. of the richest song in history. There we go. Happy yeah, birthday. Yeah. Cheers, Malcolm. Thank, thank you, you very much. What a nice guy. What a nice guy. That, um, uh, that Angel Radio is, is, is great, man. If you, It's great. I mean, it does sound like the music in God's waiting room, but oh, it does you in can, the best possible way. You can get it online, Angel Radio. Listen, we, we ain't going to lose too many listeners to that. Angelradio.co.uk. You can kind of get it on, on, as I'm driving through London, but there's only tiny pockets of it. And um, uh, all the all the DJs that I've heard on there, just they're just old boys that just really love as the best re- the best radio should be. They're old boys that just... Austria um, Tyrol, didn't it? There it is. Excellent. Robert Farnan and Peanut Polka, and I played that one in place of the one that Dolly asked, Parade. Couldn't find it anywhere. OK, complete change now. Yes, Dolly's mate. chosen as the next record Dolly. on her list for today's programme. Norman Wisdom, oh. By the Fireside. In the gloaming I didn't know you could sing. Hey, you can sing. The it's a good voice, Norman. That's great, isn't it? With you, I'll be content. In the glory. That's all right, that, isn't it? Um, hello, Line One, you're on the wireless. As requested by Ian Lee. Oh, get stuffed. Get stuffed. Not than that. Chris Martin, stop phoning us. Stop phoning us, Chris Martin. You are not welcome in this world. Well, you're, no, 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 that makes it sound like I'm issuing a death threat. I'm, there is no fatwa on Chris Martin. And I, if there were, uh, I certainly wouldn't endorse it. Um, what I meant is, stop, stop phoning us. 0344 499 is the phone number if you want to give us um, a call. Have you got anything? Yeah, Go loads, on. Go on, give, loads, us loads, give us something. Loads. Give us something, girl. I've got spooky. I've got animal. Oh, I've got babies. Um, can you, have you got spooky animal babies? No. Okay, let's do. Well, you know I like. You know I like the spooky. So let's All go. Right. Let's start with the spooky. True horror. Yeah. Here we go. Listen to this. When successful saleswoman Vanessa Mitchell bought an adorable Tudor cottage, she never dreamed that her life and that of her newborn son would be threatened by petrifying paranormal activity. Well, if you're buying, if you're buying an old cottage, always assume it's haunted until proven otherwise. Especially if you're going in with a new baby. Yeah, you, you that's have when they to. strike. You that have and teenagers. To. Yeah. Followed by the sounds of smashing glass and crockery, Vanessa sprinted out of the house with a screaming baby in her arms. As she slammed the back door, a grotesque, ghostly face appeared in the glass, twisted with hate. Vanessa Mitchell's eerie story of being terrorised in her own home by malevolent ghosts has been brought to life in tonight's true horror episode played by Michelle Ryan. In 2004, Vanessa bought The Cage in St Ossith in Essex. Is that how you say it? Essex, yeah. You no, say Essex. St. Ossif. Yeah, Essex. But the house had previously been a medieval prison that held witches in the 16th century. These women were brutally interrogated and their children taken from them before being executed. Initially, 
Vanessa fell in love with the house and felt she just had to buy it. She says in the docudrama, It was calling me. It needed me. Mm. It wanted me. I just had to be the owner. Even ghosts have even ghosts have urges and have needs. She would come to regret this impulse by for four years. Vanessa was plagued by paranormal occurrences and saw three ghosts. Even oh, on the, no, even on the day she moved in, Vanessa had doubts. She says, "I knew from day one it wasn't normal and it wasn't right." No. She initially moved in with childhood friend Nicole Kirtley, who describes the atmosphere of the house as oppressive. It felt heavy. Well, they obviously it's weren't like, very good friends then. It's like walking in jelly. Oh, what? The two women went on to experience all manner of disturbing I would say, phenomena. I would say, if you want to describe something that's, that's difficult walking in, I would Trickle. say... No, I would say a ball pit. Ball pits are tri- tricky yeah, to walk all, in. Ball we pits. We can all yeah. uh, empathise with that. Not yeah. jelly. Who's ever walked through jelly? Mm. What? What is that? It's not even a thing. You'd slip in jelly. If you're walking through jelly, you'd slip on it. You think, what? Well, who's left all this jelly? Yeah, you'd slip on it. Maybe the ghost left jelly or, or ectoplasm. The two women went on to experience all manner of disturbing phenomena. Yeah. Unexplained bangs downstairs. Yeah, something fell off my shelf today. Things being well, moved. I, I said, that's not an anecdote. So what? Well, maybe it was a ghost. Or no. maybe I just didn't put it up there properly. Pins all over the floor. Okay. Things being moved and ending up in strange places. Taps turning on by themselves or not being turned off properly. Yeah. Just slack. Yeah. Doors slamming. Don't, don't call her slack. That's that's really that's quite rude. Well, we don't know that she was slack. Doors slamming. Slack. Gnarled hands. She's slack. Creeping across the floor. Gnarled hands creeping across the floor was the first thing I would put in the list of spooky things. Bangs are not spooky. The brushes above the fireplace swinging with no wind and the appearance of ghosts. Yeah, that. They put that in last. The appearance of ghosts. Ghosts is the thing. Ghost is the thing! On one particularly terrifying day, Vanessa witnessed a tall, dark figure appear in the hallway before dissolving into a thick, black smoke that oozed its way into the living room. Well, smoke doesn't ooze, but carry on. This wasn't a night, this was a warm spring day, she says. I believe it wanted me to see it, like I'd moved into its house. You know, I took a picture of a ghost once. Absolutely true. I've got a picture of a ghost. Where would I find it? Um, This is absolutely true. Me and... Have you got a file marked, never happened? Oh, God, no, 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 this happened. And I can find this picture. I don't know where it'll be, because it's now where pictures are stored on memory cards. Mm. Um, Precious photograph of a what. ghost, and you don't know where you put it. I've got it. an idea. Why don't you go and F yourself? <laughs> I will find that picture. I will find that picture tomorrow, because I, pr- I know which hard drive there is. I know what hard drive it's on. Know exactly what hard it's on the computer that died. I know exactly what hard drive it's the on. Computer that died. I will find it. Me and my wife were in Japan late one night. Let me get some spooky Japanese music. Hang on. Uh, here we go. Let's get some spooky Japanese. Here we go. Let's, uh, uh, here we go. Oh, that's an advert. Um, hang on. This will be worth it. Trust me. Here we go. My wife and I were travelling through Nihon, Japan. We were saying, staying in Osaka. Don't do the voice. I'm, pr- I'm doing the pronunciation properly, like you would if you were saying... Madrid. 
we were staying in Osaka. I'll tell you the rest after the news. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Listening to the late night alternative, weeknights from ten on Talk Radio, presented by me, Ian Lee, and Catherine Boyle. But I sent Catherine down to the basement, the only place to get cold water in this building, and she ain't come back. suggest anything bad has happened to her, but I think she's been killed by a ghost. Or she's too scared 
to hear my true story about when I took a photo of a ghost and it actually happened, it actually happened. It means I've got to spend three hours tomorrow going through an old hard drive trying to find the picture of the bloody thing. But I'll find it. I will find it. And I will show it to her. And she better bring a change of underwear because she's going to cack her little pants. She's not coming back, so this is outrageous. I'll tell you the story in a bit. 03444991000 is the telephone number. This is the Late Night Alternative on a talk a radio. You're very, very welcome to call in about anything you want. You know the score. Some of the things we've talked about is how do we make the world a better place. This weekend has been lousy, hasn't it? The helicopter situation, the uh, synagogue in the States. The, the, it's just lousy. Really lousy weekend that you think makes you think, well, there is no God. There is no justice. Um, and there are just horrible people and horrible things that happen around. So how do we make the world a better place? In, and I guess not in a huge way, in it's kind of a micro way. Me and Kath did this lovely evening on a on Saturday night, the Rabbit Hole Picture Show. I'm, yeah, I'm touting for business a bit, although it's only eight quid. We ain't going to get rich off it. We've covered um, our costs for the last one. We made a few quid that we're hoping the money we made from the first one we can use towards getting a guest for the second one. I'm trying to get a guest for the second one with our screening of American Movie. A couple of people have been approached. No one has got back yet. But if you want to come and see American Movie, Sunday, November the 22nd, it is funny. It's a documentary, man. It's a funny documentary about these dudes trying to make a movie. Um, Tickets are eight quid. And we bring sweets and we pass like sweets around and there's a bar. You can buy drinks. Um, if you go to ianlee.com slash event, singular, even though there's loads, ianlee.com slash event. It's up there. You can go and buy tickets. Um, we're doing three of these and we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. We, we need the support. Anyway, that was a nice thing. That made people happy. It made us happy. It created for a few hours a lovely vibe. In the room. And Sunday night, we went and saw Beverly Craven and, Ju- Craven and Julia Fordham and Judy Zook. And it created a... Be- it was such a lovely evening, man. I shouldn't have enjoyed that half as much as I did. And it was great. So how do we make the world a special place, a better place? Oh, we thought you're dead. What's wrong? Cold water, sir. Well, what's with the at? Why have you got the at? The at. What's the at? The mood and the tea. What's that about? It's not actually that cold. Send it back. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, you can um, give us a call. Oh, there was... um, So here's a story. um, And there's video footage of it, right? Uh, This is kind of interesting. This is the moment a smirking London underground passenger sparked outrage. You seen this story? 
This is the moment a smirking London underground passenger sparked outrage for painting his face black for a Halloween costume. The man on the central line appeared to have dressed up as Samuel L. Jackson's character Jules Winfield from the 1994 film Pulp Fiction. But when he was... He's a white guy. When he was confronted by a fellow traveller who was a black woman and accused of being racist for his black makeup, he just shrugged and asked her, why not? Now, I couldn't get the audio on this to play earlier. I wonder if I can get the audio on this to play. If I do that, and if I go there... Oh, you can't hear. You can't really hear. So it's um, it's uh, uh, a black woman is standing up on a, a tube train in London, and um, you know that because the camera pans round to her and sat um, on the seats is oh, someone who's obviously a white guy. He, he, he didn't do the hands or the neck. And he's wearing the black suit that um, Samuel L. Jackson wears in the movie. He's got a big comedy black Afro wig on and um, black face. And she's saying, why are you doing it? And he... Um, the, the, the other video I saw, you had the text. He says, why not? Well, I think it's racist, she says. Well, I just, I just like him as an actor. Um... The incident was caught on camera by um, Petra Isabella Jolie, J-O-L-I, 22, a makeup artist from East London who'd been travelling home on su- Saturday night at the time. She posted a video on Instagram in which the man told a woman, Samuel L. Jackson is a person I like, but she told him I wouldn't try and be a black person. The woman added, I think it's a bit racist that you put black makeup on. However, he then said, it's a person I like, why not? In the post, Miss Jolie wrote, I was on the central line going home last night. Ah, okay, okay, well, uh, this is interesting. I was on the central line going home last night where I witnessed the disgusting disrespect of blackface shown from this Bulgarian man. Right. Not saying it justifies it, but that might explain a different attitude. Okay, that's interesting. Uh, When confronted, he claimed to have dressed up as Samuel L. Jackson and responded saying, why not, it's a person he likes. This is 2018, you're in London. You don't expect people to sit quiet and not confront you. One commentator said he should know the difference between appreciation and appropriation, but another added people are so easily offended nowadays. The incident came as tens of thousands of people hit the clubs for London for Halloween theme parties on Saturday. Um, And then there's a story, another story, the schoolgirl... Do you want to do that one? Yeah, schoolgirl dressed up as her idol Mo Salah for Halloween, complete with fake tan. It's not fake tan. It's, it's boot polish, basically, isn't it? Mm. But her he's, he's a black footballer. Yeah, but right. she says, but her mother says she didn't cause any offence. Despite the party having a spooky theme, nine-year-old Madison McGuane from Limerick Island was adamant she wanted to dress up as a Liverpool forward. Madison, a lifelong fan of Merseyside Club, Donned a full kit, curly black wig, and special effects makeup. So special effects makeup. Come on, some makeup. And while the girls' costume did involve using, oh, it, it is fake tan, but they've used a lot. Her mother Marion insisted no one minded it. Mrs. McGuane said, uh, "Mo Salah is Madison's idol, so she was adamant she was dressing up as him, even though it's Halloween theme. She's a little girl, and her hair is snow white." Initially, I was shocked because I thought people would be offended that we'd have to be really careful that people might take it as a joke. Okay, so you knew then. Yeah. But she didn't think anyone would take offence to it. He's her idol, and she was certain she was dressing up as him. 
I said, but it's for Halloween. And she said to me, I don't care, Mum, I'm dressing up as Mo Salah. Can you... OK, uh, uh, because I'm an old man, OK, and so I get sometimes get these things wrong. I think it's inappropriate to put, to, to put on boot polish or um, fake tan to, to pretend to be black when you're white. I think that's wrong. If she'd have just dressed up as him without the wig and without the... The, the the fake tan. Done she, the beard. Would that be that would that be okay? I think so. I think so. We think so because we're white. Mate, there might be No, a black I just think that I, I understand that there's a problem with blackface yeah, I totally because it's not about this person's intent or anything. Yeah. It's about the history of it. Yeah, of course. Where even black actors had yeah. to put blackface yeah, yeah. on and make and, and make fun of themselves. But would it be considered offensive? I'm, I'm sure some people could be offended by anything. Would it be offensive if that white girl had dressed up as this black footballer. Well, and put a shirt on with his name on. Put a shirt on with the name and, and done the, the fake beard. No. Okay, fine. Okay, I don't fine. think so. All right, I'm good. good. Um, I, I, I googled the, the the young lady on the train. I tried to find her on on Twitter and stuff to see if I could invite her on, but I couldn't. I couldn't find her. But there were some really mean comments about her on Twitter. Let's go. I'm going to take you to and uh, one of the meanest places, one of the darkest places on the internet. This is the Daily Mail comment section, right, from this story. It's, 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 it's a hideous cesspit, right? really is. that If you want to hate humanity, then go to the Daily Mail online comment section. First comment, South York's princess. It's so sad that we now live in a world where everyone gets offended by just about anything and everything. Not true. The man hasn't done anything wrong. Not true. He dressed up as the character he admires. What is the insult in that? Right. Andy says, she just looks like a cocky little git. Stu says, another idiot permanently offended oversensitive, entitled, feeling woman. Oversensitive, entitled, feeling woman who needs to get some sort of perspective. Files 22. I thought you could dress up in anything you wanted in the UK. Um, Capital Firmino. Personally, I think she either just got dumped by her boyfriend, girlfriend, or she didn't get none last night. Wow, yeah, that'll be it. Woman with an opinion. Goddess, 1964. I'm offended that she is offended. Lol. How ridiculous. Grow up, love, and get a sense of humour. Love. Just a view. Do not see a problem. Guys playing a character from a great film for fancy dress. Absolutely no intention to insult anyone. Anyone else seen the ending of Live and Let Die? Funny how that's never been a problem. I don't remember that. Leave the guy alone. You can tell the Daily Mail about to go on a witch hunt, can't you? Um, Leave the guy alone. Okay. Uh... There's a story about Susie Lamplew, and I'm, I'm fascinated by Susie Lamplew. Um, okay. Um, but th- so all the abuse is coming down on this woman, saying she, was she, saying she didn't get any sex last night. That's why she's... I mean, that's insane, yeah, that's, isn't it? That's, a, that's, a, that's an argument, isn't it? That's insane. I mean, why... But, I, I, Bulg- and, and the reason I, I... When I saw he was Bulgarian, I kind of went, ah. Yeah. Because there is a difference in attitude in... Um, what do you call Bulgarian former Eastern Bloc? It's not quite, but it's over that way. There is a difference in Europe, certainly. There is a huge difference of attitude and perhaps uh, a, a lack of uh, education in Europe, a lot of Europe is a lot more racist than we are. Yeah, you know, for example, um, these are sweets in Spain, conguitos. Oh, they're um, little black babies. Yes, that's what they are. Oh, and some of them have got spears. Okay. Yeah, some of them have got spears. Right, they've okay. got the, they've got the, you know, the classic um, native kind of caricature that you would yeah. have had at the turn of the century before we knew that yeah. that was not the way to carry on. 
I think um, because there's not a massive amount of integration, unless you're in a big city in some of these places, they're a bit behind. Um, but, you know, as far as I'm concerned, um, telling a black woman she shouldn't be offended when you're not a black person, it's not your place. Here we go. This is interesting. And I can answer this question um, and point out uh, uh, point out something that indicates something about you. Lady Starhawk says, and there's a picture of a white guy, supposedly. So, if that white guy dressing up as Samuel L. Jackson is racist, what about the other way around then? A coloured gentleman whiting up. Well, first of all, I wouldn't go around using the word coloured because right. that's 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 now seen as a derogatory um, term. So okay. I wouldn't say coloured. Here's here's the argument, Star. There is no negative history that I know of of white face. Uh, and that's it. The whole thing of of white people blacking up blackface, um, boot polishing their skin, is um, uh, uh, um, suppression, is um, de- degrading, ridicule. Tools, is ridicule, is the thing. And there isn't the other way around. I mean, um, okay. Well, here's the thing, Lady Stark. That doesn't offend you, does it? So why are you mentioning it? Why are you mentioning it? And what? Because it's the, what about the word? The, at least the word "coloured" really um, made me feel uncomfortable. But that's fine. Maybe maybe you, you, you didn't know. Maybe you're being ignorant. I don't know. Maybe you're being, um, you know, you're, you're using it deliberately. I don't know. Do you feel offended by it? If not, if the answer to that is no, well, then you're being a dick. Just even bringing it up, you're, you're bringing it. You, you, that what you're saying by that is you have a problem with what that woman said. If you were really offended by it, then I'm fine. Then we could have a conversation about it and try and get to the bottom of it and try and work it out. But you're not. You're using slightly, let's be generous and say dated language, and you're not offended. You're talking about something you're not offended about. But but, 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 but this should be offensive. Well, it isn't, and you know it isn't. So your point is invalid, but nice try. It's about punching up, punching down, right? And, And back in the day... People punch down, and here's, we're not there anymore, and here's are we? The thing, right? Even if I if I wanted to black up, right? I'm a nice guy, and I know that some people would be offended. So I would think, right, I've got, I can black up here. But if I go out, if people see it, they're going to be offended. Do I really want to upset people? Nah, not not not. There's not I don't I don't want to upset. I don't want to black up, but I don't want to go out and knowing that I was doing something deliberately. Provocative. In an antagonistic kind of way. Now, part of this show sometimes is antagonism, but that is different from going out to genuinely upset people. Mm-hmm. Whereas if I went out blacked up with a with an Afro wig, it would be my career over, certainly. I would be cancelled. But it would, um, it would upset, uh, it would offend and upset a lot of people. Now, I'm sure some some people wouldn't be offended by it, but the fact that some would surely is argument enough to not do it. No. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Ollie, stay there. You'll be up next. This is the late night alternative on Talk Radio. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the phone number. This is Talk Radio. Listen on DAB. Download the app. Ah, no one's listening. Evening, Ollie. Hi, Ian and Kath. Hello. Hello, Ollie. Hello. Hello. I've got a couple things. Come cool. on. Um, the first thing, yeah. uh, unsexy phrasal word. Yes. I think, you know, when somebody says, oh, give me a good rogering, or oh, ro- roger me hard. The word, just the word roger, yeah, in any just... context, is roger is such a, a, a just such a lame <laughs> word. It's such a, a 
Ugly. Yes, it's, it's sad, <laughs> pathetic. Makes me think of lonely yeah. old men. Roger. Oh, yeah. oh, Roger me, Roger me senseless. Roger. It Roger. makes me think Roger. of, like, frenetic... Just, oh, no. Makes me it... think of cheats. But there you go, that's just me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Roger, 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 Roger me. No, it don't work. So it's a horrible word, filthy word. Yeah, terrible, terrible. Uh, the other thing was, yeah. I was thinking oh. that last week, last week you said that, I think you said that you were like one of the best impressionists. Yes, correct. This country has ever seen. Correct. Uh, Except this country and... hasn't seen me do it because no one, no one's interested in my talents as an impressionist. <laughs> And uh, Cass was doing a bit of impressioning last week as well. Impressioning, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was thinking we could do a competition where we have to guess what, uh, what, who we're impressioning. All right, fine. I'm up for that. H- who are we impressing? Go on, Cass, you go first. All right. Um... Do one. Oh, Percy, you're a lovely fella. Give me a right good Roger in. In cabin. Who was that? Ollie? And now I'm me. I don't know. <laughs> okay, he didn't get it. He didn't get it, and I don't well, know. He's who an it idiot. Was. I don't know who it was. It was lovely, Phyllis Pierce. Phyllis Pierce. Okay, well. that was my grandma's favourite of my impressions. Okay, I'll do one. Look, that's <laughs> got to be the worst Rogering I have ever seen on my show, The X Factor. You're through to boot camp. Was it cheating? Sorry, did I say their name? No, it's not cheating. I was doing it in context. Who was that? Louis Walsh. You're a dick, Ollie. (laughs) (laughs) You know exactly that was um, Simon Cowell. So that's one nil to me. Go on, Kath, your turn. You do another one. All right, okay. Why is my turn? Oh, Oh, you could do one. You want a turn, do you? Let's have a turn. Come on, Ollie. Here we go. Hello, give me a good rogering. That's you. No. No. No, he's doing the Irish. Are you Nick Knowles? Catherine, can you do a guess? Can you do it for me? I ain't got a clue. Terry Wogan. Hello. Nice to meet you. It's Arnold Schwarzenegger. Well, he was Irish at the (laughs) (laughs) time. He was Irish. Okay, so it's one nil nil to me. Go on, Catherine, you'll go. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. if you want to play the impression game. All right, then. Uh, all right. Okay, we've seen the dancing. Let's have a look now for the judges. Judges, what do you think? Simon Cow. Screw you, man. What was that? <laughs> Who was that? It was Tess. She says judges. She's not from Newcastle. She's from Bolton, <laughs> I think. All right, my turn. I thought that was good. <clears throat> I got one. Let's go. Um. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't because I've got to go deep in my throat and I can't if, if I'm like go deep go deep Ian um, <laughs> I'll have a tizer <laughs> and a stiff rogering <laughs> if you would be so bold go on who was that Ollie Lennon Cohen oh you're a dick who was that Catherine <laughs> Ollie's mum shut <laughs> <laughs> it was Ollie's mum yes yeah! Two nil nil to me, Ollie. Your turn, mate. I'm so offended. I'm hanging up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we totally pwned him. Yes, line two. What was that? 
Absolutely fantastic. Thanks very much indeed. <laughs> yes, Mo, how do we make the world a better place, Mo? So, do you want to play the impression game? Yeah, go on then. I thought that's what we were playing. I thought you say the impression and I tell you who it is. Well, no, you do. It's your turn now. Ah, uh, can you do it then? Um, yes. <laughs> I'd like a good rogering. Who, um, David Attenborough? Yeah, it was David Attenborough. Spot on. One nil to me. Your turn. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You rang us, Mo. You rang us to play the impression game. How is that putting you on the spot? Do an impression, okay, boy. Let me do my impression, okay? Yeah. Okay, clear the floor. Hey, is that it? Hey, Ian. Ian, we love you, Ian. We love you, Ian. I love you, Ian. Oh, I know what that impression is. It's Mo. Who? It's an impression of someone who's never going to get work experience here. <laughs> Bye, Mo. <laughs> oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. This is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. Unfiltered Night Talk with the original king of unconventional conversation on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand is the um, telephone number if you want to give us a call. Uh, I hope you had a great budget day. They've put aside some money to fill in potholes. And we're going to get a special new 50p? <laughs> for all the knobs that <laughs> voted for us to F up this country. You bell cheeses. Um, what you got? When the spirits appear at a wedding, it's usually because the bar is opened at the reception. Oh, booze! But for booze. Amethyst Realm's big day next summer, it will be an Hang altogether on. different story. We know that name. Amethyst Realm. Who is she? She's planning to marry a ghost. Hang on. Is she the one that had it off with a ghost? Mm-hmm. Well, she's not the one we spoke to, is she? No. I think we tried to get her. Who did we speak to? We spoke to, um... No, did we speak to Amethyst Realm? No, I think we were trying to. Okay. So or did you... Did you speak to her when I wasn't in? I don't know, mate. The 30-year-old bride-to-be reckons they've already consummated their relationship on the flight back from a working trip to Australia where they supposedly met. This, oh, this woman. The mile-high ghost. Yeah, this woman's, I mean, she needs medical help, doesn't she? Amethyst, who claims to have had 20 lovers from beyond the grave, recalls the moment they first came face to paranormal entity would you, nine months ago. Would you have sex in a graveyard? No. You've had sex outside before, so it's not an unusual thing. How many times? 10, 20? No. How many times this couple. week? 10, 20? No, a couple. With a couple. So you did it with a couple <laughs> outside 20 times no. in a graveyard. No. Wow. No. Um, male, male? Male, female? Female, female? <laughs> None of your business. Oh, yes! Hey, listen. If you're thinking about it, at least I'm having sex in someone's imagination. Okay, so you've had sex outside about a dozen times. No. Not a dozen times. Do you stay clothed? Yeah. I'm not a pervert, mate. Do you do it? Do you do it? I've done it for ages. It's been in my youth. All right. Well, I'm asking you, and I'm also asking the dirty listeners now, because it's half past 12, it's the horny hour. Um, Do you do it in a place where you know there is a... Okay, do you do it in a place where there is 
Zero chance of being Zero. caught. Let me finish, let me finish. Zero chance of being caught. A slight chance of being spied upon. Very strong chance Zero. that someone's going to come across you. Zero. Well, then what's the, what's the point of doing it outside? Why not do it at home? Well, because uh, my parents were quite strict. <laughs> <laughs> Weren't allowed boys upstairs. <laughs> So a bit awkward in front of them and, and when the telly's on, you know. What about you, dear listener? Isn't the... the, the, the sorry, I'm being slightly unfair there, but I, I find it hilarious that <laughs> you, would, you would do it outside. Do you, dear listener, if you've had sexual um, um, funs, fun, if you've had it off outside, isn't part of the thrill the, the, the danger that you might get caught, but actually you don't want to get caught? Do you know what I mean? It's that, oh, we might get caught, but you do it somewhere where you're... Isn't that part of the thrill someone... You, 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 the guy is, is sort of going at it, and he looks up and he sees a couple, couple of guys. <laughs> he sees a couple of. <laughs> he sees a couple of guys in the bushes, and he's like, "Yes." No, I mean, yes, no, I'm not a dogger. Yes, yes no. I'm not a dogger. Why is it called dogging? Because it's p- people ostensibly out walking their dogs. So, do- so animals are involved. I don't know how involved the animals get. I like. Country walks at night time. Oh, do you? But I've not... So and I'm going to do this joke expect for a second time and hope people get it this time. I haven't... I've never come across a stranger... You got it now? I've never come across people having sex outside or like a little tug-tug or... I told a... you about when um, me and my sister were walking back from Nottingham Town Centre when mm. I was a, a student mm. and um, we decided that we were going to um, not get the bus. We'd walk it and save the money. Spend spend more on booze. So we walked all the way back. We got to the campus, and then at that point, campus, we, campus, and we decided at that point, actually, do you know what? We'll get a cab for the rest of the way because it's yeah. quite a big. Yeah, campus. yeah. You, you'd walked off a bit of the the price, and you could afford the rest. <laughs> I've had, done that. You walk, you walk a bit of the price off. Yes, exactly. Yeah, of course, man. Right? So we got to the phone booth, and as we got closer, we could see there was a man in there, and he appeared to be like bobbing. <laughs> I could just see like a bloke standing up, and there was like there was a definite motion in the ocean. He was going down, not he's going up and down. No, not, he was like Bob, not... he was like bending his knees up and down. Well, why was he do- okay? And then as we got closer, we realised there was another set of knees further up. Oh, flipping! They were going the at it box. in the phone box. Like, hang on. So you went and found a well lit. Yeah, I mean that. So I said, can you just pass that out and would you dial? <laughs> <laughs> 69, 69, 69, please. I didn't. We, we, we walked it. I mean, it's probably a mercy in the end. Of yeah. Life, I do um, wonder. It's never... I've got to do it before I die. I've got <laughs> you ha- haven't got to. It's not, not you don't dog, get a badge. Not, not dogging. I mean, <laughs> no. the outside. I've got, I've got to. You haven't got to. No, I have to. I think you should leave it to the... Um, I have to. Everyone else. No, I have to. Uh, <laughs> you don't have to. I do have to. I think it's something I, I, everyone should try, but it doesn't appeal to me in the slightest. Well, don't do anything you don't want to do. Well, I want, but I want to experience life to its fullest. I might love it. <laughs> we might get a taste for it. I might. I might absolutely <laughs> never get you in again. <laughs> Sorry, a fortunate choice of phrase. <laughs> <laughs> Thing to say. <laughs> Where's Ian? Oh, he's out. <laughs> we'll put him in. Is it? <laughs> and never get him in again. Is it? <laughs> sloppy. That's sloppy. Is it? Black. Well, that's why. 
Is it? <laughs> I in my head, right? Because I know we know that dogging, although it's called cruising, very big in the male gay community, very big. The the um, you know the times I, the several times I've been exposed to my to, to, by gentlemen have been in public toilets where they turn around. Isn't they? that cottaging? Well, that's cottaging, yes. That's, that's like, but there was um, when I used. I wonder how much a caller is for that these days now with all the apps. Oh, I think also the public toilets are gone. Mm. All the public toilets are gone. So, but um, loads of times I flashed that. Um, but I used to live in North London in Muswell Hill and and very near Hampstead Heath, mm-hmm. and most of Hampstead Heath was uh, family friendly. But there was there was one bit up by what used to be a pub, and I think it's now apartments, Jack Straw's Castle. The um, someone pointed out, a taxi driver pointed out to me, you know what goes on there. I said, oh, is that it? He went, yeah, that's it. And I would occasionally drive down the hill past there, and you would see a lot of men at dusk with baseball caps on, walking the dog, but they didn't have a dog. Right. Um, they had those invisible, you know, those long... Yeah, the wire. Yeah, they didn't. <laughs> but also I remember in another part of Hampstead Heath, one when it was very, very hot one year. Hello? Very, very hot one year. And I walked through a clearing. This is a completely different part of Hampstead Heath. And there was like a circle of men just sunbathing. It was the weirdest thing, just sunbathing, right? And, you know, in their shorts and stuff. And I thought, oh, this is weird. But you kind of, I couldn't really turn back. So I had to walk through it. I noticed that some of these men were naked. And then I noticed that some of these men... We're tossing off our No, head. stop it. I swear to God. I swear to God. It was like a, it was a big gay orgy was happening um, in the in this clearing in Hampstead Heath. It was incredible. Incredible scenes. So so it's, it's a bigger... Um, someone texted me, and your name... You've put it anonymously, but your name comes up, but I won't say what your name is. Discreetly outside a police station was quick, but kind of fun. Had it off outside a police station. That's cheeky. Um, that is cheeky. Make your own jokes up about helmets. Truncheon. Um, is there a problem, Orifice? Um, but but I can't imagine that there are that many. So 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 yeah, men are horny all the time. This is the thing. This is why I'd like to be gay because men are horny all the time. If I was a gay man, I could get it. I could get it. I could probably get it within. Five minutes of this well, studio. I mean, it depends how um, your quality control is. Very low. Slack. Sloppy. <laughs> um, and well, women can go out and get it whenever they want. Then, but with men, if, yeah. If there's no, if, yeah. If there's oh, yeah, no, yeah. If there's no uh, quality yeah, 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 control of being employed, of course they can. You know that though. Of course mm-hmm. they can. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, I wonder how many women go dogging. Whether it's primarily, well, what the percentage is. I would, for example, is it 70% men, 30% women? I can't imagine women being as a base. Sorry? Some women are. Well, some women are, but all men are, but some women are. You see what I'm saying? Some women um, see it as a way to sort of, you know, spice things up. If yep. if, and if their other half is into all that kind of stuff, oh. maybe it's like you, you fit in or you're out. And that's... Why, you weren't dogging? Oh, I've never been dogging. Let's go to uh, Nigel. Good evening, Nigel. Oh, God. No. Nigel! I'm not speaking from any personal experience apart from driving by. 
Here we go. Ian Cat. But, but Noted. And you are, <laughs> you are right that that, that that stretch of road just past Jack Straw's Castle yep. has a big uh, visitor section late at night of cars filling up and people getting out of their car, males, walking down the slopes into the dark. Maybe they just need to get some fresh air because they can't sleep, so they need to go and get a little bit of fresh air. Well, uh, yeah, it's a bit dark, so they're going to fall over or maybe fall into someone's arms again. Could do. Yeah. Here's, the here's the thing, right? Here's the thing. I haven't, I haven't got a problem with it. I genuinely haven't got a problem with it. I'm slightly jealous that the, the, this section of uh, our society has a place where they can go and get free and easy and consensual, no-strings sexual fun. But isn't that born out of the fact that for, for decades they couldn't and, they, Probab- pr- pr- quite and it probably. was very, very difficult to meet someone else? Quite probably. But... I think there's a bit more to in- it. Go on. It's, inter- it's interesting that there's always been the innuendo of Hampstead Heath and men going for seeking fun late at night. I mean, yep. it, it, I mean, ever since I've been a, 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 a years ago, it's always been on oh, Hampstead Heath, you know. And, yeah. and, and you say that the, the Jack Straw's Castle is no longer Jack's. It's now, as you say, apartments. Apartments, but, isn't it? Yeah, um, yeah but it, 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 you know, I can think for decades going back, it's always been synonymous with uh, with. Uh, with, with people going, only that section of, as far as I know, it's only that section of, of, of hands of things. I go past it most nights on the yeah. home from work. Bet you do. Are you hungry? <laughs> well, here's the thing, and, and I don't know, do the police still raid it? I know, like, 10, 15 years ago, the police would still go and do raids, and I could never really see the point of them doing raids. All right, you, you argue it's, it's indecent and, and, okay, what if, you know, an innocent an innocent person walks past, but it, this, they, they do it late at night when it's dark in this very sure. specific area. It's not like they're doing it, you know, and maybe they are, I don't know, but I, as far as I'm aware, it's not like they're doing it at two o'clock in the afternoon in broad daylight no. there. That's a different thing, because, yeah, someone could be out walking their dog or a kid could be going through, you know, whatever, and they could see that, you don't want to see that. Exactly. If it's like 10, 11, 12 o'clock at night and it's pitch black, as long as everyone's going there of their own free will... Good luck to them. Exactly. I think if if the police wanted to raid it today, they'd have to have some form of, of uh, uh, side visit for a health and safety uh, uh, visit first. What should we do? Do we, do we need torches? Do we need candles? Candles? All over. Candles? Yeah, I guess we, because <laughs> you tell me you're taking you candles? Did he say candles? Yeah, let's well, go to the pitchforks. What's interesting, Ian, I'll tell you what. <laughs> go on. Is if you, if you walk down there in the daytime, what would you find, I wonder? Well, that's the thing. If they're leaving, you know, sexual debris... <laughs> Um, then, you know, but I, I, I would like to think that the members of the cruising gay community will clean up after themselves. You would hope so, wouldn't you? You would keep your fingers crossed. Nigel, thank you very much for that. Um, 0344 499 I don't have a problem with it. If people want to go, I, I, I think, not that I particularly want to do that, but when I was a younger man, I'd love to, there's a place I can go and, you know, meet someone, meet a lady and she'll, and that's it. Really? Fine. Okay, great. You got to stand out in the freezing cold. Oh, I'm not yeah. quite so bothered. But I, I, I'm, I, I don't have a problem. Nah, I was always a bit. I was a bit more picky than that. Oh no, exactly. No, 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 no. I, you know my history. I've, I've not been always been so picky. Um, and I'm, you know, I will be picky now. But I just, you know, I'm kind of, you know, good luck to them, man. Good luck to them. It, that was, of course, that was. I know I was talking them because filling them because I was trying to remember what I was thinking. Of. Hampstead, that spot of Hampstead Heath by Jack Straw's castle, of course, is where George Michael yeah. got um, busted 15 years ago, I want to say. Maybe not quite so many as that. 
Um, I thought it was in LA he got busted. Two places. One right. was in LA in a public toilet, which I filmed in. And um, one was, because in LA, LA was the cop. Uh, Hampstead Heath was uh, a, 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 an old, and it's really unfair, they picked on this guy. The press were there, and they saw him with an old, balding truck driver, and they kind of came out back onto that stretch of road, and they got their pictures taken oh, and stuff man. and busted. And I think... What's the point? What's re- that? So, so, but uh, he's gay. I've got a feeling the truck driver might have been married as well. I don't God. know. And I remember reading that and thinking, that's really, that's, uh, that's what, what an unpleasant story. What a pleasant what's, story. What, what's the public interest in that? Oh, three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Last fifteen minutes of the show before Paul Ross comes on at one. This is Talk Radio. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Uh, last fifteen minutes of the show. I'm not giving about the phone number because you'd have called us if you wanted. You can call us. You can. You'd be very very welcome. Uh, anything? Yes. A few tangents tonight. Yes. I've enjoyed it. Okay, what about this one? Go on. <clears throat> Mike, you've heard about uh, plastic pollution in the oceans. Oh, yes, of course we have. Well, thing. apparently, now the oceans are so loud, dolphins have to shout to each other. Oh, God. Bloody dolphins. <laughs> in a new report, experts say sounds such as sonar used in drilling, fishing activity and giant tankers moving through the water have made the seas louder than ever before. Yeah. And these no- noises are reportedly damaging marine mammals' hearing, with animals having to resort to desperate measures to speak to each other. Yeah. And for dolphins, this in- involves shouting at each other so they can be heard over the din. <laughs> So well, they arrogant. can't be dealing with hubbub. So arrogant. Humpback whales, on the other hand, go quiet if they're competing against a nearby boat. Biologist Helen Bailey of the University of Maryland published her findings in the journal Biology Letters after using underwater microphones to listen to the animals. She said a lot of people imagine that underwater is a really quiet place, but it isn't. She says this is a particular problem because of how important dolphin communication is. Uh, these mammals speak to each other through whistles, alerting their pod to the presence of fish or relaying other important information. But when competing with noises coming from fishing lanes, dolphins can only communicate very limited information. Um... So, yeah, they've been sh- dolphins. shouting. Hate dolphins. Dirty buggers. It's like a person trying to tell their friend they've lost a set of keys in a quiet home compa- compared to a packed bar room. Here we go. Uh, by the way, Sarah Cox has got the drive time gig yeah. on Radio 2. Isn't that great? Yeah. I think she's brilliant. I sent her a little message saying, well done. That's fabulous news. <laughs> I, I missed all of that. So that's where Simon Mayo's left uh, in a little hissy fit. Yeah. And Joe Wiley's gone back to doing late nights, I think. Um, and then Sarah Cox has got drive time. I think it's a shame for Joe Wiley. Yeah, yeah, I like Joe. The Wiley assumption as well. being what she couldn't do on her own. Um, that, I guess that is the assumption. Um, and we and she's taken a lot of flack with people suggesting that it was her fault that he left. Yeah, and he's himself said that that's not the case. But mm. I do feel for her. Uh, yeah, I do as well. But she's but Joe Wiley's great. The fact that, she, that late night, as we know, is the greatest slot on radio. So good for her. And well done, uh, Sarah Cox, who I always thought is fab. So I'm thrilled about that. Um, so that's... Hmm. What other radio station has got a, uh, got women doing breakfast and drive? That's true. It's true, and that's, that's... I can't... Jackie, Radio Jackie. And women on their own doing breakfast and drive, yeah, yeah, not yeah. women sitting with someone else. A penis carrier. Can't think of any. We, obviously, we've got Julia doing breakfast here. Mm-hmm. But breakfast and drive, that's... Uh... That's, that's uh, probably, uh, probably a first, uh, and, and on the biggest radio station in the country. That's incredible. Well, well done. Good. Um, a man returned from holiday to a £70 fine 
after a disabled bay was painted around his car. <gasps> no. Gary Walker parked his VW... Hang on. My uncle's called Gary Walker. Does he drive a VW T-Rock? Don't think so. Parked it outside his sister's home before going to Morocco for ten days with his family. It was a waste of a holiday. He also said his car was left with splashes of white paint over it in Gillingham in Kent. Gary, 65, of Littlebourne, said, There was no disabled bay before we set off. He appealed to Medway Council to scrap the fine. The council cancelled the ticket. But what kind of idiot will go, well, we've got to, um, we've got to paint the disabled bay. We've got to do it today. And the car's there. We've got to do it around it. What kind of idiot would do that? An idiot. An idiot. I like idiots, though. More idiots. They make good stories. Please. More, more idiots would be um, delightful. Illegal baby names. Have you heard this one? What, in this country or France? No, this is, this is New Zealand. OK. Right. Illegal baby names. This bizarre Christian-inspired moniker has been banned 62 times. They've no. banned Monica? No. Monica is a great name. No. Why would they ban... No. The, the Kiwis have no. banned Monica? Can we phone up no. uh, New Zealand or Australia no. and put them in their place? No. Monica with a K. Yeah. It's been banned 62 times. What is it? Have a guess. It, 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 it's to do with Christianity. Monica with a K? No. What is, what is Monica. It? Oh, in, the name. The na- as in name. The name. What name has been banned? Jesus. No. Christ. You wouldn't be able to ban um, Jesus. It's very popular in Spanish countries. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Jesus. That is, well, he spelled Jesus. Okay, but sorry, how's it pronounced? Jesus. Right, okay, so it's not Jesus. Well, it is. Well, no, it's not. Um, what's the word for two words that are written the same but have different meanings? The same word. No, a homonym. I think it's a homonym. No, it's not a homonym. What's a homonym? Homonym is this, a word that sounds the same but written differently. Oh. oh. Google it, because I don't think you're right on that. I don't think you're right on that. I'm going to Google homonym. Homonym. Word with the same sound or spelling. Oh, yeah. But different meanings. He's so good. Oh, yeah. He's so good. He's so fine. He just blew Catherine's mind. He's so fine. It's still going for a bit. Fine. He blew Catherine's mind. He's so good. He's so fine. He just blew the lady's mind. He's so good. He's so wild. Catherine is feeling like a tiny little child. Oh, yeah. I just blew. Come in, Paul. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right, now this, is, now this is bullying in the workplace. You've got him to clap as I well. Thought, I told you a homonym is a word that is spelt or sounds the same. Mm-hmm. And you said, no, I don't think it is. My eight-year-old taught me that. So you can kiss it. So Jesus and Jesus are homonyms, but they're not the same. Okay. What are you doing, boy? Trying to adjust this microphone. There we go. Oh, dear. All right. Is it a spat between you two again? Did I miss that? I thought I was joining in General Jollity, not <laughs> no. excluding the calf. No, it was. it's not a spat. It's just are you secretly gloating. bitter about the Sarah Cox thing? <laughs> they promised me that job. He's just gloating. No. It's the usual thing. No, no, no. Catherine just got something massively wrong. She okay. says that um, the name Jesus is popular in Southern American countries. It's not. Jesus is. It's a different name. I don't think it's... Well, it's... Technically, it might not be a homonym, homonym because I think Jesus is spelt with an acute accent over the E. It is. <clears throat> so, it's not, well, well, in that case, it's not Jesus, then. So you're double wrong. Whichever way it's this goes. It's not over the E, it's over the U. Jesus. She's got to go to my happy place if Mummy and Daddy keep fighting. Whichever way this goes, Catherine. Anyway, that's not the name we're favour. discussing. 
So which is the name we are... that 62 people have tried to call their baby in New Zealand and they're not allowed? God. No. Allah. No. Mohammed. No. Chris- Pikachu. Christian-based Pikachu. Name. Pikachu, that is right. No. Um, Christian. Uh, Satan, Beelzebub, Lucifer. No. Um, Joseph. Because it might cause confusion. Lazarus. Is it Lazarus? No. Amen. Bishop. Bishop. <laughs> so you can't be called Bishop Jones because you might be an actual bishop. What about vicar? Vic. We don't get called... I, I bet you couldn't call him the Reverend. <laughs> the Reverend. That sounds like a great jazz bow name for the 1920s. <laughs> Here he is on stage in St. Louis. The Reverend. <laughs> Ian Lee. Actually, if I ever get a cat, I'm going to call it the Reverend. <laughs> well, you, that's disrespectful to Jesus and it'll get run over by a car. And that'll learn you. <laughs> Paul Ross, nice to see you. <laughs> Hello, good morning. Did you have a nice weekend? Oh, my God. Seems a long time ago now, after hearing that. No, it's because it's, you know, I've already done a day back at work. Oh, of no course, course you have, yeah, of course um, you got have. a great item on the show today. It was 80 years ago today. Sergeant Pepper taught the band to play? Sadly not. It's World Audio Drama today. Oh, OK, Daisy. go on. Because 80 years ago today, Orson Welles and the Mercury Theatre Company no. made the War of the Worlds broadcast. No. 1938, October the 30th. So they made it World Audio Drama. They were crossing live to the States on that one. We've also okay. dug out Mark, top producer, has finally earned his call. He's found the only time audio when Orson Welles met H.G. Wells on American radio. So we're playing that out. It's a lot of wells, Ian. Imagine. You be careful. All right, Catherine, thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> it's not even a homonym, is it? Because it's spelled differently, <laughs> Wells and Wells. They're two, Herbert George and Orson. Um, Orson Wells has got one of the best voices. There was a radio play on Radio 4, 4 Extra uh, last week, written by um, Andrew Sachs, um, where it sounded, it, it sounded like a, one of those good ideas that, that probably didn't work. It was 1978. It was a it was a play without words, so there was lots of sound effects. It was all done live. It was done in binaural stereo. So if you're wearing headphones and close your eyes, it, it was happening all around you, and you could kind of place everything. And um, so there was lots of kind of sound effects and lots of. Be <sighs> <sighs> back on Hampstead Heath. <laughs> <laughs> but it sounded like a good idea that probably probably didn't really work. I no. heard about five minutes of it. I thought, oh, to be no, honest, it doesn't good. even sound like a very good idea. Oh, do you not think so? Well, I haven't got binaural headphones. Well, no. This is the, this is the thing. You you would need binaural headphones to. Uh... I didn't even know what binaural headphones were until you just mentioned. Well, I don't know if you need. Stereo... I don't know if you need specific headphones for it. You just need headphones, don't you? Don't you? I don't know. If it's broadcasting stereo, I suppose so. But it sounds right. awful, Mister Beanie old crap, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> doesn't it though? You'll never get on the DVD box with that. You'll never be on the poster with that, love. How, <laughs> how, One star. How dare you? You can't. You can't. You can't slag off Andrew Sachs. What else is on your show, Paul? Uh, we're also talking about an archaeological initiative up in the Highlands of Scotland. They found yeah. amateur archaeologists have found some fantastic stuff yeah. dating about eight thousand years, tools, and we now know what they lived on during the lean winter months: hazelnuts. Intrigued, you might be They're squirrels. Part of squirrel, yeah, hunter gatherers. Hazelnuts. Oh, Apparently, you can burn a hazelnut, but it never burns completely. When you burnt it, it will pretty much last eight thousand years, as evidence there was human beings <laughs> cracking their nuts. Oh, Never mind your Hampstead Heath, I've got the Highlands of Scotland. There we go, you see. We <laughs> Where had... men are men and sheep are frightened. We had to end on a testicle joke, you see, Catherine. Oh, is that what that was? 
Right, on that bombshell... <laughs> strange vibe there is tonight. On that bombshell, Paul Ross <laughs> is coming up. Uh, I think he's up. He's uh, after one o'clock. <laughs> he will be on the radio. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Catherine. Don't forget, of course, podcasts are plenty. There is the, the kind of the best of this show. So it'll be a, it'll be a short one tonight. Um, when we get guests on, you can go and find those. If you go to iTunes or Acast and type in Ian Lee, Catherine Boyle, Talk Radio, something like that, they will pop up. And uh, We're not in tomorrow. Yeah, see you Wednesday. We're off to go and see half of XTC. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, the half should... you interviewed. Uh, yeah, the half we interviewed. We're going to Swindon Arts Centre tomorrow, so I, I'm, I am beyond thrilled. Oh, near take... Cricklay, the source of the River Thames. There we go. You see, we'll go oh. and pay our respects. Oh, you can cross the Thames there by stepping over it, you know that? <laughs> <laughs> Paul Ross up next.